know this game. If you haven't played it, then you've heard a lot about it. For episode 18 of Turn-Based Memories, we're taking a look at The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. My name is Mel, and this is a show where my co-host Zoltan and I take turns assigning each other games we haven't played before. And the goal is to compare a fresh experience with an old classic to the experience of the game back in its day. I played Ocarina of Time as a middle school kid very near its release. Zoltan just finished it for the first time a few days ago. We start by way of a brief introduction to the game. Ocarina of Time is a Nintendo 64 title that released in 1998 and has seen re-release on several platforms, including a remaster on the 3DS. It's a standout departure from prior entries in the series, taking things into a fully 3D realm, shifting the perspective from top-down to third-person, and creating an ingenious targeting system that makes interacting with the 3D world almost as easy as it was in the 2D predecessors, and it paved the way for future 3D games that would use similar targeting systems. My personal relationship with the game is a little strange. My older brother got it for Christmas the year it released, and for that occasion, moved the N64 game console down from his room upstairs into our TV room downstairs. Of course, he and I played it on that day, and the introduction cutscene still triggers a morning sense memory, specifically the smell of scotch tape used to put together the wrapping paper. The game felt magical, but for me it was also impenetrable. I actually bounced off of it when I played it first. I bounced off a few times, and my older brother apparently lost all interest. It wouldn't be until a year or two later that I, with the help of an official strategy guide, would manage to slowly work my way through the game. Not my older brother, who up until that point I usually watched beat games like this, but me, as he watched when I beat the final boss. Everything was exciting. It was definitely a time in my life where games were a form of magic, and what they could and couldn't do were far out from my understanding. The seven-year time skip partway through the game and getting to play as an adult was a highlight moment after spending what felt like weeks on end playing just as young Link, and I knew Adult Link was in the game because he was on the cover of the strategy guide. Toward the end, and particularly by the time I had gotten to the Fire Temple, the game picked up for me in a big way. I was starting to really get into the rhythm of what the game was all about. I was tearing through each dungeon and wound up at the conclusion a little sooner than I expected. Along the way, I played the game with a friend as we both sought to 100% our own copies of the game. We may have been using guides, but trust me, we needed it. We were bad at games as kids. At one point, my friend's mother began helping us by looking things up on a very different internet. Did I have a hard time with the Water Temple? Yes, I did. Did I 100% the game in the end? Yes, I did. The story felt like I was tapping into a piece of gaming history, and that I could only finally get a foothold into. I knew about Zelda too. I watched my older brother play that game several times. 
I knew who Ganon was, but who was this Ganondorf person? What was that all about? The big reveal at the end where he transforms into Ganon by name felt like everything was falling into place. All along, this was an origin story. This is how Ganon was made. Somehow that reveal was more important to me than learning that Sheik was Zelda. I don't know why. The music of Ocarina of Time did stand out to me, but no piece of it more so than the introduction sequence that plays on the attract screen. The first few notes on the harp are probably some of the most nostalgic sounds in all of gaming for me. Zoltan and I will get into it in our discussion about the music, but I suspect Zoltan will love most of what he hears here. It's all very short, but it's also very memorable by design. The game drills it into your head. Each piece of music you learn by forcing you to replay them on your ocarina, but even without that, they'd be plenty memorable due to the way they were written. I don't suspect Zoltan is going to go for the darker elements of the game if you've listened to the show up until now. That should be a safe bet to make. But overall, is this game going to blow his mind? Is it going to be the gaming revolution that everyone sort of thought it was back in the day? I don't think so. By now, everyone knows what a Zelda game is, especially what 3D Zelda games are. And by now, most of us have played games very much like these games, even if we haven't played a 3D Zelda before. But much like my time with Chrono Trigger, I think that there is a possibility that some of the original magic could seep in. Is that going to be the case? Well, we're about to find out in our discussion section where I ask Zoltan a couple questions about his time with the game, and then he gives me a couple answers and adds whatever he needs to add. Let's get right to it. Okay, and now we hit the discussion portion of the episode. This is episode 18 of Turn-Based Memories. (laughs) Uh, We were just saying before that we weren't sure if this was episode 18. I'm pretty sure it's episode 18. I hope you're right. (laughs) I hope I'm right, too. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. We can't find out. Um, (laughs) So, yes, this is where I'm going to talk to my lovely co-host, Zoltan. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm excited to talk about this game, yo. Yeah, um, I got a couple questions here for you, but uh, I think, I hope that the uh, discussion here will kind of lend itself well to conversation. So I don't have a lot of questions, actually. Um, okay. But I think the first one I want to kind of get off the uh, onto the, uh, the record, so to speak, is uh, what is your experience exactly with the Zelda series, the 2D and the 3D games? Um, I know you didn't have any prior experience with this game. Right. Um, I played a little bit of Zelda one back in the day. Don't know if I owned it, and I know I never finished it, so I probably didn't own it. Yeah. Uh, Zelda two was the, probably the first RPG I ever beat mm. in my whole life. Uh, because I played that before I played Dragon Warrior. In mm. fact, I didn't play Dragon Warrior until kind of a few years ago. So, <laughs> um, 
And then I play. I also never owned freaking what's the third one called? A link to the, link past. To the past. I never owned it, but I know that I beat it once. Oh, because wow. I borrowed it or something. Sure. So, yeah, but I didn't have strong feelings about it. And then after that, the only other Zelda game I've played is Wind Waker. Right, and you finished it. And I finished that, and I, I kind of, I, I was old enough to remember what it was like and everything. Whereas, like, yeah, when I played freaking Link to the Past, I had no idea if this was awesome or not. Just right. I played it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I remember being at that age where it's just like I'm doing a thing. I'm not thinking very hard about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, that was definitely. I was definitely coming right out of that phase. In my uh, gaming career, as I tend to say, um, yeah. <laughs> to uh, with this game, with Ocarina of Time, that was right in that sweet spot where I was kind of coming back, circling back to games like Mario RPG and other games that I started to like find my taste in games and not just play whatever my brother asked for Christmas. You know, I see. Um, so okay, no no direct experience with um, the 3D games other than Wind Waker, and none with this game. Um, how much right. do you think you knew about Ocarina of Time since when we were talking about Final Fantasy VII? We did a whole episode on the remake. Um, I expressed that I knew, and we did um, the original as well. Uh, yeah. I expressed that uh, I knew a lot <laughs> about Final Fantasy VII. Uh, because it's everywhere. So what about this uh, Ocarina of Time? I didn't know that much at all. I knew that, you know, it kind of looks like ass nowadays, comparative, comparatively mm. speaking, okay. <laughs> to what it to what it you know back then. Uh, and I knew that it was. I I did know that like it's the one that it's one of the ones that everybody raves the hardest about. I knew that. Right. I knew they had an ocarina. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> I knew there was time involved. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Uh, I knew that the water temple was infamous. I knew okay. That. okay, okay, okay. That's good to yeah. know. Um, but that's about all I knew. Oh, and I knew that you grew up. I knew that, but I didn't know that sure. you grew up because of time travel. I thought just time passed time and passed. then it continued. I didn't Got know it. you would go back and forth, actually. So that was okay. A yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised about what I learned about the game, and sure. you know, I, I came to realize, like, oh, this is why everybody thinks this game is amazing. I kind of figured it out what it what, what the deal was. <laughs> well, I guess let's get into it. What do you think that would have been for people? Well, remember when um, uh, Wind Waker came out and. Uh, be, right before it came out, whenever I saw the art, they were getting all upset because it looked too cartoony. Sure. Yeah. So I didn't really know about that back then, like why people would be upset or whatever. Now I know because this is kind of like this is a really realistic portrayal of Zelda, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the graphics aren't the best, but like you go into that to that town. Um, what is the Hyrule town called? Is it just called Hyrule? Hyrule Castle Town. Castle Town, yeah. You go to Hyrule Castle Town, and it, it doesn't look... Like, they changed it in the 3D remake of the game. 3DS remake of the mm -hmm, game. Mm -hmm. But in this original N64 version that I played, it just looks like they made a super realistic building yeah. with as best as they could with the graphics they had at the time. 
and freaking sort of you know he he doesn't look as cartoony as uh he doesn't look as cartoony as the link in uh Ocar- I'm sorry Wind Waker but still looks way more cartoony than it's kind of a, a real human kind of a hard edge anime look to it a little bit you know yeah something along those lines yeah. uh they used uh pre-rendered backgrounds for the castle town and a certain right outside the temple of time that's a big yeah. pre-rendered like jpeg <laughs> that you're running yeah. around on and it looks very realistic Right? Uh, it's it looks a, like somebody yeah. took a picture and just mm-hmm. put it into N64 graphics. Kind of right? does, a little bit. Uh, yeah. So definitely this game, and not just uh, versus Wind Waker, but uh, when compared to the art style in like the manuals for A Link to the Past and other previous 2D Zelda games, oh, yeah. Yeah. he tended to have a more rounded, you know, you know Miyazaki-ish vibe, more cartoony for sure. Yeah, um, sure. and this was like. and when you looked at all the um, the promo art for Link and the game in general for this game, which I saw a lot of because I had the official strategy guide that had a ton of big full size page sized like official art for all the characters in it. Um, mm-hmm. It was very realistically drawn, so that this game being a lot of people's first. Zelda game yeah. in earnest like it was mine would have been their like the table setting for them you know, well this is what this series is it's a realistic sort of fantasy series mm-hmm. and that's that's it's an outlier <laughs> is it I guess it's an outlier yeah I mean in terms of graphics definitely I would say it's an outlier especially when you consider that they changed how the thing the buildings look in the 3ds version they look way more colorful and yeah a little bit more like how Link looks in the game as opposed to just like <laughs> kind of cartoony Link running into walking into real life looking buildings. But anyway, so yeah, I figured out uh, what it is that is making people lose their mind over this game. And I think that's one of the aspects is how it's kind of it's got this dark atmosphere, this realistic atmosphere, uh, partially uh, part of the graphics. And they added lots of lots more story than in the previous three Zelda games. Um, they had some cutscenes. They had a lot more drama, uh, especially with freaking the Princess Zelda, mm. and you know, you meet all these women, and then you can't, you can't be fall in love with any of them because <laughs> they all become sages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I don't know. I really, I liked it. I like that aspect of it a lot, and I, I can see the appeal. <laughs> Got it. Um. So let's see here. Um, how much of the game on your playthrough, I'm assuming you only played through once, right? Yeah, I didn't go for it. This Master Quest, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but you did play the version that has the Master Quest available to it, right? Well, does the original version have it? No. I played the original. The original... What? It doesn't have it? The Master Quest, quote-unquote, is part of a re-release. Oh, so that's that came years and years after Ocarina of Time originally came out on the N64. Yeah, uh, but okay. you played the original version still. The version you played is still the vanilla, unaltered vanilla N64 version. Yeah. Yes. Um there are actually minor tweaks, graphical tweaks here and there. I don't know if you've ever heard about them. There's two or three quote unquote major changes they made to the game. 
uh, since the You're initial release. About... Okay. Well, graphically, they look totally, mm, totally different. I want to say, yeah. But they're the like edits. They're not updates. They removed and changed certain things. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one of them being Ganondorf's blood. They changed the green. Used to be okay. red. Yeah. The other one, two other things were the um, the blocks used to have a crescent moon shape on them. They did. They do. They do in the <laughs> version that you're playing? All right, so you're playing an older version then. They changed it to where they no they... longer have that crescent moon, and they changed it to some other generic shape because they wanted to remove any similarities to Islam that oh, were associated okay. with the crescent moon shape. They also changed, and you must have played the version that sort of Ganondorf had green blood or no? I don't remember, but I think it was red. I think I would have noticed if it was green. Okay. So you may have played an older version and somehow had an older build. Um, I have that version. But if you have the Master Quest, then I don't know when the Master Quest exactly came out, but it must have been before they made some of these modifications. So my uh, question is, uh, they made this updated version also for copies of the N64 version? No. So the okay. uh, Master Quest version initially came out as a pre-order bonus for Wind Waker. There was okay. a bonus disc that you technically weren't supposed to be able to buy separately. Like it said on the box, not for resale. <laughs> but I bought it, okay. for sure. I definitely bought it. Where it had Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time, I believe Majora's Mask, and the Master Quest version of Ocarina of Time. Graphically all looked exactly like the N64 version, but they had these, um, I don't know, edits in them where they removed the symbol on the block, they changed the music in the fire temple to the chanting was apparently lifted vaguely from an Islamic prayer. And they okay. they got skittish, I guess, so they removed it. And they changed it to some other vague chanting that they couldn't no one could associate with anything. Um but so I, like was, I got the most uh faithful to the original I guess so. version, I guess. Yeah, the red blood they removed on Lager N64 version, so I'm a little surprised. You may have had the green blood and you don't remember. Because yeah, there, are, there are N64 copies of the game that have the green blood. Like they, That was like the first uh -huh. one. They were like, oh no, too violent, or something. Because he yeah. coughs up red blood. It's only in one scene. Yeah. And there's a couple other instances where there's blood on walls here and there that they reduced the size of the graphic or removed it very slightly, but the Ganondorf scene is the biggest one. Um, but anyway, I was getting at, you only played through it once, um, we kind of have an idea of what version you did play, but, um, how much of the game did you get through? Because there are a bunch of little optional side quests. Yeah, I didn't get all the optional things. Um, I only had just over what I assume is half of the heart, heart pieces. containers. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, because, um you know, it extended to a second row of hearts. So yes. I assume that second row extends to the to the end of the first row, and that's the end of the hearts, I guess. So, I believe so. Um, yeah. Did you get so the fairy power-up that gives you the white outline around the hearts? No. <laughs> what does the white outline around the hearts do for you? That essentially... I don't know if it's straight Half up... Half damage? Kind of. It almost either gives you an extra... 25% to your max. So whatever your max is, add 
because your heart has to get removed that leg outline, then it starts removing parts of the heart. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, it's, I didn't it's get a good that. deal. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess you could say uh, I I didn't get uh, I I definitely didn't get all the gameplay there is to get out of it. There's I thought, a lot. I had to use right? a guide. Like it's definitely one of those games where you're either going to spend a summer as a kid playing the game yeah. and getting it all, just wandering or, around everywhere. Right. I know. Or I you're going to use a guide. Quickly. Right. But uh, yeah. So I I only flipped open a guide a few times, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't flip open a guide to like find all the the things mm-hmm. uh because I didn't worry about it. It's not, it's. It's Zelda. It's not going to be right. that hard, but, <laughs> is what I was telling myself. And in the end, I guess it wasn't too bad, but it, it, it still got pretty hard at sometimes. But um, so yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get the Goron sword. I found out about that. So you know that about sounds... the big Goron sword, okay? Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. Wish I had that big two-handed sword that you can't use your shield with. That's how cool it is. N- nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I I didn't get the fire arrows until after I didn't need them anymore. Oh, interesting! I yeah. got the fire arrows by accident right off the bat, and then I remember thinking, "How the hell was I supposed to know to do that?" There's a clue. So very okay, vague so clue. Go, go ahead. Shall we go into the freaking like the? Well, what did you want to say about how much I got through it? I I missed um, a lot. Of- I was just trying to get a feel for so I think I understand. So the big Goron sword is the biggest side quest. It's I do you know how that side quest works? No, nothing about it's it. It's like a big fucking trade a thing for a thing over and over <sighs> and over side quest. You go to this are guy. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go to this guy who says, I need this, but no before I give you this, I need that. So you go to that guy, and then you go to this guy, this guy, and it's a big cascading trade off. And then yeah. the last one is the big Goron himself who forges the sword. He's like, oh, you, you gave me the thing that lets me forge the sword, but my eyes are all dry. I need eye drops <laughs> from the other side of the goddamn map in Lake Hylia. Yeah. And they're on a timer. They expire. Oh, you have man. to run by foot or on horse across the map in, I forget how much time, get to Mount uh, uh, I was gonna say Mount Doom. <laughs> uh, right. And then Death Mountain? Cl- Death Mountain, yes. And then yeah. climb up because you can't warp, otherwise it cuts your time off completely. So you have to do it all by foot. That's uh, crazy. Did you get the horse? Did you get Epona? No. Okay. I didn't know how to get. It. <laughs> I played. I played the game the first time without knowing how to get it either. So, but did you did go you? to the Lon Lon Ranch? Yeah, as I went an adult? to Lon Lon Ranch as a ki- well, yeah, and as adult. So first, I went there as a kid. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna get the horse, right? Um, because they show him freaking riding it in the intro. Yeah, and and I heard about it, so like, yeah, I'm gonna get the horse. This is gonna be awesome. And I go there, and nope. I'm talking to the girl, and she's like, oh yeah, she the horse is a little bit spooked by you, Link, and I'm like, okay. I know exactly what I got to do. This music that's playing in the background yeah. is the song I have to play. So I whip out my ocarina, and she's like, oh, are you going to play a song? And I'm like, <laughs> I figured it out. And I'm trying to play the song just by listening to the background music, and, like, nothing's happening. <sighs> and, like, what the hell is going on? So I don't know. Became an adult, went back there. She never mentioned it. Like, I never got the horse. I don't know. <laughs> I believe you're supposed to play uh, Zelda's Lullaby 
either that or Saria's song, one of the two. And then she says, oh, that's a really cool song. Let me teach you a song. And then she what? teaches you, yeah, you never have to listen by ear. Someone always tells you exactly what to play. So <laughs> so let's just make this the ocarina section, because I had multiple, multiple times where something weird happened with the something like this happened with the ocarina so that's one of them right that's interesting because every time all the uh, all the ocarina moments in my mind are so like oh yeah you do this and i i've lost memory of how i learned that because i didn't follow the guy i had like a hundred percent of the time i dipped into it a lot especially toward the end when i wanted to finish like everything um so, yeah, go ahead. You were saying that you were having a whole bunch of strange encounters. Karina. <laughs> yeah, so eventually I finally learned that every time you see a Triforce on the ground, you're supposed to play Zelda's Lullaby. Okay. I figured that out, like, sometime during the water tower. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, there's, like, a certain sign. There's a certain sign on the ground, or maybe it wasn't on the ground. When you see that, you're supposed to play the Song of Time or something. And I figured that out. Uh, I looked at a guide when I was stuck in the water tower temple. Um, and it said, a lot of players miss that tile on the ground after you get the long shot. And I'm like, what temp- What tile on the ground? <laughs> and I went back there. And you're supposed to play the, the, the uh, song of time there. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. How about this? I freaking went to the dude. This is amazing. I went to the dude in the windmill in Kakariko Village. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the guy on the windmill. The guy, the guy in the windmill building who's like... Oh, yeah, with the organ grinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's like, going round and round yep, and round. Yep, yep. I love playing music that goes round and round. And I'm like, okay. And the music is... Uh, let me remember the song. It's... Uh, uh, it's that yep. one, right? Uh-huh. So, of course, of course, until now, all the songs have been just the first three notes yes. repeated twice. So, of course, I got to play and it's going to do the song. I did that over and over and over again while locked on to the guy, while not locked on to the guy, talking to him before, talking to him after. No freaking change. <laughs> and, you know, I found out later it's actually a crazy time travel quest that you're really supposed to do. In my mind, was goddamn blown because... <laughs> Because what ha- you're supposed to do when you do that, you're supposed to go to him as an adult. Yep. And it's one of those closed time loop things where you are always destined to tra- time travel in the first place thing. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. know how those work exactly. But um, you go to him as an adult and he'll say, man, this kid, he kept playing <laughs> this freaking Song of Storms in front of me yep. all the freaking time. And I was like, what? What if I didn't do that? And then so and this is the song. And then he played the song that I played and yeah. like, oh, man, they should have like made it like what I just said. <laughs> if you didn't play, actually play it to him while you were a kid, he wouldn't do that. That would be amazing. That would have been crazy. That is also like you were saying, the big like mind fuck moment in that like low key, a really just like mind blow moment. It's like. I taught myself a thing that I learned in the future. What? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and then I never got Epona's song. And then there was another one. There was that freaking scare. One more was the scarecrow thing at Lake he- Highland. Oh, yeah, the scarecrow. 
Yeah, he remembers the song you play, right? Yeah. Play me a song, he says. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I played um, Zelda's Lullaby. I thought I had to play for him, I guess. I don't know why. So I played... And then I wanted to end the song right there. And I guess the right button to push would have been the B button, but I pushed the A button. And that played another note. So... And then there's a pause, and it goes... Duh. <laughs> At the very end, and then now every time we talk about it, it's like, oh man, I heard this song. <laughs> and did you know this, Mel? Did you know that at the, after you beat the game and you sit on the end after the credits screen, if you just leave it for like I don't know how many minutes, three, four, five minutes, it starts playing. Um, Zelda's song? Lullaby oh. is what I wanted to say, but it wasn't Zelda's Lullaby. Uh, it was the, the Scarecrow song I played for the freaking Scarecrow, and at the end I hear the dude. I'm like, oh my god, they got it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what the um, actual purpose, purpose for teaching that. him that song is? No. <laughs> it's probably one of the worst communicated little things. So there are Every once in a while, when you're running around, especially in dungeons, the Navi the Fairy will turn green and fly around something. But you I can't target that. it. It's yeah, you just, can't target it. That is somehow supposed to be your cue, your clue, to play the Scarecrow song. And the Scarecrow shows up there, and you can hook shot to him, and he usually lets you get to some secret chest or something. But none That's of those cool, things are like they very important. You, yeah. They never freaking tell you that. I guess you're supposed to intuit. Oh, you could hookshot a scarecrow because he's made of the stuff that you can hookshot to, like wooden boxes and other soft, yeah. like wooden things. Let you hookshot to them. But like, what the? I don't know. That's one of the ones you can go the whole game and not bother with that guy. Um, that's what ended up happening but that's my story of all the ocarina songs that i couldn't figure out did you play play the ocarina songs for the frogs i don't think i made any frogs there's uh a little in the river that leads up to the zora domain uh somewhere because the river forks a whole bunch but somewhere in the shallow river there's oh, a log. Yeah, it says, There's some frogs over here, is what yeah. it said, although I didn't see them. It just said it. If you stand on the stump that's exposed above the water, I think they automatically like all pop up, like boop, 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 and then you can play whatever songs you learn. They're like, oh, that's a great song. Here, let me give you a rupee. And then there's exactly as many frogs as there are songs you can learn. You can play all the songs you okay. learn at some point, and they give you a heart piece. <laughs> oh, eventually, if you play all of them, you get the heart yeah. piece? If you remember to go back to them throughout the game and play all the songs you know, uh, you can get the heart piece there. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, I, there there's are. a lot of optional uh, little, yeah. little side questy things in this game that are pretty dubious. Yeah. I didn't do, like, I didn't give sell ghosts to that one guy like oh the yeah, pose the pose. The bottle. yeah i didn't do that that's I a hard didn't, one i didn't get except for one person i found the person who wants the fox mask and nobody else who wants masks. Uh, so. the mask one is also really hard but that's also a big one too you get the mask of truth at the end and that lets you talk more directly to those stones that tell you the time when you hit them Oh, yeah, and then they give you something eventually? I don't know if they give you anything. I think they say, like, 
world lore about a place they're in, I think is what it oh, is. Okay. I've only ever done it once or twice, because it's a really long, pain-in-the-ass side quest to do. Yeah. That's uh, a pretty cool idea, though, that you're going to get lore from those things eventually. Yeah, I kind of wish there was some... Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess I should have tried to do that. I, I was going to say, I, I wish there was some hint that that's what you're going to get, but I guess whatever. I should have at least thought to even try to do the side quest first, because I didn't even think... I'm going to find all the people who want masks. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, I definitely I, didn't 100% the game on my first playthrough, even with a guide, because I wasn't. I just wasn't using the guide oh, the whole time. Um, mm. So, yeah, I remember I got stuck on the skull mask, which I think you're supposed to give to the kid who runs around in the graveyard in Kakariko Village, who likes to oh. hang out with Dampy, the gravekeeper guy. Yeah. <laughs> weird guy um that makes sense to some degree yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so but um either no it's him or, it might actually be someone else but anyway doesn't matter um okay so now we we have a little idea on th- th- this the side quests in this game are actually kind of hard to do like so that wasn't me being a kid <laughs> no <laughs> not yeah, being so able to figure it out <laughs> the exploration in this game is really hardcore mm. um uh and the, the some of the puzzles are too and those two, two things combined make this a, a surprisingly i did not think this game was going to be so hard mm. um i would say this game well first let's just keep it to exploration um yeah i didn't think they were gonna leave me to my own devices to the degree that they did to find that many things which is hilarious when you consider how freaking famous Navi is for telling you annoying things all the time. Good point. Because um, she tells you all the things that you don't need to know, and she doesn't give you hints <laughs> about things that you, you... Right? Like, how many times was I in Gerudo Valley, and she says, just, hey, and I'm like, what? You gotta go to the Gerudo Valley! <laughs> I'm here, yo! I'm trying to find the guys, okay? Just let me look around. And so... <laughs> and you know you walk up to the freaking door that's got bars covering it and she's like hey this bars covering the door <laughs> i know i know it's there i can see it but she doesn't like tell me the time that i wanted to talk to her was like you know right after i finished a a temple or something and it's like okay now where do i go and I want to push the freaking Navi button, but she's like, I have to like wait for her to say hey. So you so can like, actually talk to her whenever you want. There's a way. What is the way? No the, way. The, there is a way. You can what is play. The way? <laughs> uh. You can play Saria's song to talk to Saria whenever you want, and then it prompts you, "Do you want to talk to her?" And just play the song. And you can say no, and then Navi's like, "Well, do you want to talk to me?" And you can say yes or no. <laughs> oh, she said okay. I didn't know. It's That's super another poorly communicated. Uh, if you actually <laughs> want a hint from Navi, you can do so whenever you like. Yeah, I remember doing that a couple times by accident. Um, yeah. So they they leave uh, a lot of, but uh, you know, annoying Navi useless hints aside, they leave a lot, like all of the exploration and finding things up to you, mm. and. Uh, I was pretty impressed by that, but that ends up not really working out well for me personally. I, I found out through playing this game and also reflecting upon 
uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, was it? Yes. Yeah. That um, I finished this game, so don't worry. But um, yeah, upon reflection, I realized, you know, there's a certain kind of gameplay that I just don't like. And that is when um, I have to search for a thing. Like, if the puzzle is to search for a thing, what am I getting out here? I don't know what I'm getting at here. I don't want to have to wander around and search for all the heart pieces, and I didn't want to okay. have to wander around and search for all the demons that I need to get to make progress either. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm fine when I go into a room, and the puzzle is everything. In the room, I, everything I need is in the room. <laughs> yeah, there's always when you're playing Ocarina of Time, there's always the lingering fear that well can i actually even do this puzzle or like now where am i supposed to go get a thing first and Hmm. it it boggles my mind how i got to the end of the game without (laughs) the fire arrows now dude how did i do it because like there's Uh... this freaking there's this freaking web in the hole in the ceiling and you have to burn the web by shooting and by shooting a fire arrow at it (sighs) and then like light comes through and then you reflect the light onto the symbol on the yeah, but dude, if you don't have fire arrows, it's crazy. You have to like, there's like in the room next to it, which is connected to it directly. But in the room next to it, there's a couple of torches, mm-hmm. and it is not placed in a way that you can stand <laughs> behind it and aim up. Is that and what you did? That's what I did. Oh and my did. god! So I I got in the most like <laughs> unlikely position ever, and then I was aiming up at the um. <sighs> the spider web at the ceiling and i'm like so if i from what it looks like right now i'm gonna shoot right to the side of this torch and the arrow is not gonna catch fire and it's just gonna be the arrow hitting the spider web but i launched it and i guess i hit you know some hit box that was in the air oh like boy the box extends beyond the flame yeah. itself and i actually got past that and i was like there's no way that's, that's the correct way. That's like, that funny. was blowing my mind if that's what they really wanted me to do. So how did you <laughs> figure out to get the fire arrows? Did you, Dude, I heard it in a freaking video later. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. Like when I'm talking about with the how hardcore the, the uh, exploration is in this game and that, that thing I just mentioned to you about the fire arrows, not only, uh, you know, the thing where you don't have the correct tool... I searched all over the freaking world as soon as I got out of, uh, after I met Zelda, Princess mm-hmm. Zelda. I was like, okay, there's all these places I can go, yo. Um, and every time you go towards a place, the freaking owl dude comes. Yeah. And he tells you something about the area. But if, you, if one of the places you go is Gerudo Valley, and I found this out later, that he only tells you this if you approach Gerudo Valley from the north, like from Hyrule Castle, that particular place where you meet the owl dude, he'd be like, you can go south to Lake Hylia, or you could go west here to Gerudo Valley. It's up to you. Go wherever you want. He totally says that to you. Mm. And I'm like, great. I'm going to search all over the place and find stuff. And, uh, you know, I go to like Lake Hylia, and I'm like looking at that tree with the three scratches on it. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell does that mean? And I'm looking down at the gigantic plate, which I didn't realize I needed to... Uh, to uh, I did it. I needed to play that song mm-hmm. at the time. But the main thing right there is you go up there and there's a sign, there's a plate on the ground that says, shoot towards the sunrise. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so I aim at the sun when it comes up, 
with my Deku Nut slingshot. Didn't do anything. <laughs> Did not do anything. I wasted a lot of Deku Nuts there, yo. Um, I found out later there's a song you can get to make the sun come up yes. and down at will. Yes. So I thought, okay, they want me to make the sun come up myself. That's part of the thing. I did that. That didn't work either. Turns out you got to come back there when you're an adult and shoot arrows at the sun. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, then there's that house at Lake Hylia and that you dive down into the water and then you get out of the water and talk to the scientist guy in there. And he's like, dude, you just dive down two meters. You should be able to deep dive, 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 deeper. dive deeper than that. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how. You so, jerk. Right? So then I do the freaking Zora quest part of the game and then after during that part you can dive way deeper and i'm like mm. awesome i'll go back to that guy went back there he's like oh yeah you dived like four meters now yeah. but you should still be able to dive deeper i'm like the hell are you talking about <laughs> so then you do the freaking water temple and you get iron boots which let you freaking be yeah. at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> yeah. right? and i'm like okay i got this and i put on the iron boots and sunk all the way down to the bottom sunk them back off went all the way back up to the top and like He's like, no, that's that that doesn't count as a dive. <laughs> so there's all these times. And then I went to Gerudo Valley and the, the lady's like, you don't have any business here. Get out of here. And I, you know, I figured out you can use the chicken to float across things. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I got to use the chicken and jump over here and float across. I missed them. And, uh, <laughs> and I ended up uh, flying all the way through the waterfall yep. and finding a heart piece behind the waterfall, which was awesome. But, uh, you know, I went to all these places, and I, like, I was stuck for hours at the beginning of the game, yo. Um, I eventually went to Death Mountain, found the Goron City. And I'm like, okay, this is the place I'm supposed to be. Right. I've seen a million rocks that look like I could bomb them, and this place has bomb all flowers. <laughs> yeah. So I'm ready to pick up a bomb flower. Can't pick it up. Nope. Okay, well, I got to figure out how to pick these up. Oh, God. That's it, right. It's a, this is kind of complicated. Yeah, anyway, the thing that I had to do in the end was I was supposed to play the freaking song of uh, Zelda's Lullaby outside mm -hmm. of the dude's uh, house. Because yep. the guy said he's waiting for the messenger. And I'm like, great, I got to show him. I'm the messenger. I have a note <laughs> yeah. to Zelda. I just have to give it to him and he'll know that I'm the messenger. Nope. I didn't know that he was in that room and I needed to play the song outside his room. So I ended up looking that up. And then finally, I could continue with the game. But anyway, as I've made lots of great examples for now, the exploration in this game pretty hardcore, yo. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't really think about it. Uh, if when you're no longer, when you don't have memory to rely on, because I know I could probably recite by closing my eyes what I what the steps you have to take to beat the game. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> not having that, it is kind of surprising to remember how obscure just even the main quest line is. They do try to throw you a bone, though, and this is the way I've always done it, with the fire arrows. Uh, you don't need to have the sun song to get them, or a really... Yeah. So when you beat Link, uh, the water temple, rather, your adult Link, it puts you at the top on that island, and it puts you there at sunrise. Oh, that's And cool. it also faces mm -hmm. you because when she jumps off to the top of the tree, she lands way out in the water by the little island where the fire arrows show up. 
So I you're kind of supposed to go, oh, where'd you go? And run over there, and it's the sunrise, and you see the pedestal, and it says, shoot the sun and the sunrise, and go, okay, and then <laughs> you get the fire arrows. Uh, but you can cool. do it whenever you want, when you go into that grave uh, headstone and get the sun song to make the sun come up whenever you want. Yeah. Um, which is also how you freeze those redeads. Did you know about that? The zombie guys that grab onto you? Yeah, I noticed you could freeze them. Freeze them with the sun song. Yeah, That's I think some people didn't cool. know that. <laughs> Wasn't sure because the game—I don't think the game friggin' tells you that either. <laughs> no, I think it said like you can use this to purify unholy things oh, or something. Okay. Maybe it does. And say. I took whatever they said as a hint. Got it. Or. Oh, no, 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 that wasn't it. I remember you have to play it when you learn it, of course. And yeah. then from that moment, when you walk back into the previous area, they're already frozen. Oh, are um, they? I thought you had to play again in that area to freeze them and I again. Think, I think that's why people don't know. It's like, what's up with these guys? And oh, I get I, it. I, yeah. I think I made the connection that, oh, it must be because I played the sun song. Because, you know, yeah. usually zombies, they don't do I, well with sunlight. <laughs> I've seen some people play through the game being like, ah, oh, these guys are so hard. I'm like, just use the fucking sun song. Now, okay, well, dude, Go ahead. dude, there's a massive, massive problem with the lock-on, especially when you're fighting re-deads. Like, the game is trying to tell you, dude, kill these guys without locking on. Because if you step, like, two feet, like, two link feet away from them, you lose the lock-on. Uh-huh. It's, ex- it's exceedingly short range, depending on the enemy. And that's like the worst offender right there. It's just you are not supposed to lock onto them. If you're not right up against them, you lose the lock on. Why is that? I hate that. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you're not. They're going to freeze you most of the time anyway. You know, if you don't if play you the sun song. From the front. But I thought the, the whole right. point was you're just supposed to hit him from the back because that's right. how I always killed him. Yeah, me too. Or you just gotta stun lock them and just like boom, 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 so they don't get a chance to, or that's bomb them, mean. throw a bomb at them. That works too. Yeah. Um, did you get any of the three goddess uh, powers? There's Din's oh, fire. The so- yeah, I got Din's fire. Yeah. Are there three of them? I got a wind song. Nehru's love and then Faror's wind. Okay, I got Faror's wind. I didn't get the love one. What does the love one do? That uh, uh that I think pre- creates some kind of a barrier. I never used those other two. I don't even remember what the Nehru's love does. I think it creates a barrier and maybe it heals you. Faror's okay. wind sets like a warp point. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just the one Which point. I and guess then, is useful if you're really like going through the game the first time. I never use Far Wars Wind. <laughs> Probably dude, should. Dude, if you want to access, because I think getting all of those is optional, right? Yes. Like, even the fire one uh, is optional, right? Din's fire is probably the closest one to being necessary. And I was only bringing that up because that whole rigmarole you did with the fire, you could have just used Din's fire. Oh, would it reach up to the Yeah, it covers that? like a massive area around you. Yeah, I know. But the ceiling's pretty high. I don't I know if it would Maybe it wouldn't that. have reached that particular room. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, but um, that's how you get into the Shadow Temple, right? Right. There's all those torches. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, <laughs> actually. I can imagine lighting them all. No, it's impossible because there has to be one torch already lit and there are zero, right? Right. I mean, so you, you could light one and then get 
can you use Deco Sticks as a Deco Sticks as adult link? No, no, you can't. Oh yeah, you can't even use them. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So for so some you have reason, to have the fire for that part. Yeah, you would have to. You have to have to. Good thing I found that man. Jesus. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, one other piece of curiosity I have is, did you play the fishing minigame at all? I played it. And, did, like, I, like the it? guy... At the, <laughs> no, I don't like it. I mean, it, it, it seemed kind of boring to me. I don't know. I, I instantly destroyed it, yo. I freaking talked to the guy. Or at least yeah. I thought it. I talked to the guy, and he's like, good luck. The biggest fish anybody's ever caught here is six pounds. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I got to beat six pounds is to win the game, right? Freaking caught one fish, not, no good. Caught another fish, second fish I ever caught. It's like 10 pounds. Like, dude, I just blew the world record out of the water. That's amazing, right? Here's a rupee. <laughs> so I guess I was supposed to actually catch an even larger one. And then yeah, you know, there's like people. a really, really big one. And I want to say... My memory doesn't fail. That's how you get the golden scales, which is not the silver scales. You got the silver scales, right? What did this? Uh, was the silver scale the one that let me dive let you deeper? Dive or... a little deeper. Golden lets you dive even deeper, deeper. That's the thing that guy in the He's laboratory for wanted. Me to get. Oh yeah. my god! What is he? Is he going to give me a heart? Pro- probably. Like, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think so. It's been forever since I did that one. But that fishing minigame, I ask only because I have distinct memories of playing games, picking this game up out of my collection, putting it in just to play the fishing. (laughs) I liked the fishing for some reason. (laughs) I thought it was really cool. Uh, And I'm sure I got the, the big fish. There's a really, really big fish in the middle somewhere. And you kind of have to stand on the log in the middle of the uh, the lake, the little pond. And I think you yeah. also need a different lure too. I think. No, I think you have. You can't get the. Oh, you're uh, right. Yeah, that's what it is. Until you've already caught the biggest fish right, in the world. Yeah, so there's it like a, a cheating lure or something. You can also a use the lure. yeah sinking lure. Uh, you can also <laughs> use the fishing rod to catch the guy's hat. <laughs> oh right off his head off his head yeah it's kind of funny it's just a little joke <laughs> but funny. yeah there's a real big fish i remember spending a long long time trying to get that big fish so i was just curious if you spent any time because they kind of acknowledge that people really like this mini game they add it back into twilight princess as and everyone's like oh the fishing is back <laughs> <laughs> in a bad I, way right in a bad i guess like i don't remember spending any it? time in did they like in, it then? Twilight Princess? I know. Did they like it in, in 64 and they just messed I, it up? Is that what happened? I remember... Well, I liked it, but I do remember reading a lot about people like the fishing in this game's great. Huh. <laughs> okay. It I was wonder like how it compares thing. to... Uh, Breath of Fire has a, a... 3 and 4 both have really nice fishing games, in my opinion, and I really mm-hmm. like them. I wonder if uh, you'll like those. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious. Uh, I haven't gotten into any fishing games since then, but I just really remember for a short span of time being really enthralled by this little fishing minigame. I can't tell you why. Um, <laughs> so I was just curious if that translated at all or if that was just a weird mini thing. Um, I don't, well, because I don't know what the freaking mechanic is. Like, how do you actually get it and, like, fail or whatever? Like, 
Yeah. I guess I could say. I guess you gotta make sure the thing doesn't. You gotta make the lure come to you as though it is a swimming fish. I guess. I guess that's what. Well, you Well, there's do. there's little jerking motions that you can do left and right, and there's also like an up and down. I always assumed that there was some rhythm or some way of doing it that would keep the fish on the hook. Like you have to keep the tension up some way. They don't explain yeah. it. If there is a deeper mechanic to it, and maybe I'm just reading all that into the experience if it's just a random chance i have no idea but it's uh i remember finding it very fun back in the day i uh, imagine catching a fish in real life is probably easier than catching a fish in fishing mini games in video games i have no I idea know. i have I no don't idea know yet, but it seems awfully complicated in all of these games to catch a fish probably they do seem to show up a lot um <laughs> let's see here uh so what did you uh, think of the ending? So in my uh, monologue, I mentioned a little bit about how I was like surprised uh, because the game was new that Ganondorf turns into Ganon because that whole up until that point, I was like, who the hell is Ganondorf? Same here. <laughs> And I was I mean, just like, I I get it. It's Gant. Like, okay, they're using that part of the name. He's the bad guy. Okay, but he's a dude. Number one. Yeah, and that I, was weird too. I was he's like, just he's just a, a guy. He's a he's like a wizard or whatever. But he's a dude. He's a Gerudo. Like that's not what Ganon is. He's not a person from a place. He's a monster. He's like, a big he's like the pig only monster. man. He's the only male birthed in in a hundred years. Village. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a one in one hundred year rare uh, birth male child birth, that is yeah. male in an otherwise all female city. Yeah. Uh huh. It's so crazy. That is really crazy and also really uh, gross when you think about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they have to. They the <laughs> the answer has to be that they aren't uh, giving birth getting pregnant by having sex that has to be the answer right? i don't know that that has to be the answer where'd you get that from not, that's crazy right yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> he's having sex with all of his children <laughs> exactly he has to yeah that's crazy <laughs> so anyway well uh, yeah i don't know or they just don't bother to have kids until about once in 100 years because why bother <laughs> I mean, oh, or yeah. unless you just need more population, I don't, I don't know what. They, I don't think they thought we're probably already thinking this harder than they did. Than they did. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think it just makes for like a cool lore reason why there aren't any other men to challenge Ganondorf or whatever. Or, or really, yeah. they just wanted a giant fucking waifu town. Is, so yeah. they're saying, here's a reason. <laughs> so that was an interesting thing. You mentioned the word waifu. I'm kind of surprised. Um, I didn't think they would, uh, like, try to be sexy with these terrible-looking graphics. Like, But you go to... They tried. Freaking, right? That You go to those freaking fairy... Uh, oh, yeah. Where they teach you, like, the sword technique Oh, like the stuff. laughing and moaning... <laughs> Yeah, they're laughing and moaning, and the freaking cameras like going all over their oh, body. Oh yeah, and stuff. very and slow like, pan upwards. I, yeah, and if this was like made nowadays, this would be pretty hot. But the way it looks with all these 
you know, squares, and you know, everybody's face looks freaking weird Her in this game. Her boobs are literal like triangles. They totally exactly right. Com- yeah, com- to a complete point, <laughs> triangles. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's I interesting you bring it up because when I play, this shows how long ago this was. When I was playing this game <clears throat> downstairs in uh, my uh, family's uh, like living room area, I was playing it on the TV, and I went to one of those uh, those fountains, and the fairy comes bursting out laughing and making all these like sexy noises. <laughs> my mother is just like what is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember thinking at that moment, I was like, eh, you're right. It does sound a little weird. I was like, it's not as weird as it sounds. And she's like, all right, <laughs> that was enough to satisfy her. But it was, I, I, I then looked at it again. I was like, ah, yeah, this is a little strangely sexy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Why are they trying to make these graphics sexy? <laughs> yeah. And they do like you like we were saying with the women in the Gerudo town, they're all wearing like kind of somewhat sexy uh clothing and then there's Ruto, holy shit. Yeah, that's right, Ruto, yeah. <laughs> just like totally trying to basically like force herself onto you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You're my husband now. Yeah, I've decided. <laughs> yeah, so uh nothing you could do about it, Link. Yeah. Just ah oh, <laughs> shit, I became a sage. Well, can't be uh your wife. Too bad yeah. for that, right? Oh well. So I actually kind of felt it for for a little bit for Zelda as well, but mostly for Saria because I felt sure. like she's the one who loved you the most and wanted to be with you the most is what the the like right from the beginning of the game, she freaking meets you on that bridge as you're walking out of the village. Yeah. Here, I want to give you my one and only ocarina to you. Right. Like, whoa. I'm I'm like, whoa. And then freaking, she just keeps standing there while Link runs off. Like, he doesn't really make any gestures. Well, he's he's a kid. He's a little boy, and he's running away. He doesn't know what's going on. He's seven or whatever years old. He's seven. Yeah, he's seven. That's right. And, uh, yeah, Saria gives him that. And then, you know, they pan in on her face to, like, you know, it's, it's not particularly expressive, but no, you, can tell you can tell she's feeling it for Link. Yeah. <laughs> but also, think on this, though. She's one of the Kokiri. She's not as old as she looks. She could be an adult age. Oh, she's older than she looks, you mean? Right. That's what I mean. She's not, yeah, that's what you mean. She's she's not, not as, as old as she looks. She's older. She's older. Yeah. And that's to right. me, that scene reads as an adult interacting with a child <laughs> i guess so huh? that because t- she's very very reserved and she's not running away or being embarrassed or anything she's very straightforward trying to help this kid who came to their town as an uh, orphan and he's not one of them and they all know it and he doesn't quite understand it and he finds out and you find out as the player that he's not yeah. one of them because he's not one of these like you know Neverland friggin' yeah forever a child people. He's a normal person, which in this game is a Hylian, and he ages and grows up. Yeah. So you know she may have had feelings for him, but also it's like it would have been impossible anyway. She would never have grown up. That's just more drama to the like. This game has a lot of drama. It is. In my it's, opinion. it's strangely Despite, dramatic. Right. You know, no voice acting, and you no. know, the scenes were admittedly long enough for me. But uh, 
compare it to compare it to newer games, still not that many scenes, cutscenes. I would say for its um, time, though, kind of a lot. For its time, it was a lot. For its time, yeah. it was a lot, right? I remember yeah. thinking, "Wow, there's a lot of like thought, like exposition." I wouldn't have used that word, but I remember, especially those scenes where you can't advance the dialogue yourself. Oh my god! That yes. I remember particularly being like, "Whoa, here we go! <laughs> Tell me about so the three goddesses again." <laughs> yeah, the freaking the freaking um text progression button, <laughs> like the mechanic, the way it works, like. You can't push the button once to make all the text appear on the screen. No. If the text is skippable, it just skips all the text instantly. Yeah. You can't just make it appear faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to talk to them again. And then there's that, that famous uh um that famous trap with the owl where he defaults What's answer to yes, I want to hear what you say again. Oh right. <laughs> I Did know. you fall for that? Because <laughs> almost every time I play the game I accidentally hit yes. I didn't. I always said no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because you're always buttoning through. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Blah, blah. And then it's like, do you want to hear yes? Shit! It's and because <laughs> the freaking cancel button also works as the as the skip. confirm button in that case. Because the cancel button is the button that lets you skip the text. Right. But then when you press cancel, even though it's the cancel button, if you're on the yes, it counts as It counts yes? as a yes. Yeah. yeah. No, but also the just... cursor is defaulted to yes. Yeah, I should be no. <laughs> yeah, put it on no, please. Ugh. Put it on no, <laughs> especially for how long he talks too. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So, so I was really impressed though, like how how can we continue talking a little bit more about yeah. the atmosphere? Because yeah, like I'm I'm really impressed. I under like I think that's the main reason the atmosphere and the story are the main reasons that people are so goo gaga for this game because man. They really make a dramatic situation out of the whole kid has to save the world thing. Sure. And, and man, it blows my mind how after he does all that stuff, and I might not have thought of this uh, on my own, but uh, I, I thought of it because I watched good old Justin Bailey, yo. Ooh. He talked about this game way back in the day, and he made such a good point. And then, and then I totally was remembering that. And it was totally affecting me, like making me sad as I was watching the ending. I was like, he's going to put the sword back and have to be seven years old again after all that. Yeah. Like, what's that going to do to him? And like Justin and Bailey was uh, saying that the whole point of Majora's Mask is that he has to heal after all that by helping random people with their little problems instead of saving the world. Because that all that stuff that he just did. That's some traumatic stuff for a little kid to be doing. And my God, the freaking, I was getting goosebumps multiple times throughout the game. This thing was so effective, particularly the final battle against Ganon, Ganon himself, not Mm. the dwarf version. Ganon dwarf version was also really well done, I thought. But yeah, like you freaking, you kill him. You have to escape. You have to do the whole thing over again if you die at the boss, by the way. Yeah. Thank God I had save states. I was using an emulator. Because, <laughs> <laughs> man, that might have driven me crazy. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, you have to escape from the... I'd escape from the thing twice. Because okay. I, I save stated in a bad position, so I had to do that part again. Uh, because, man, those two skeleton dudes you fight really mess up the thing. They're, they're tough. Like, those are some of the harder combat encounters because the game, the game actually rarely forces you to really 
engage with this combat, they're usually given an out. Like, oh, this I could I could swing my sword at this guy, and it would be kind of hard to do. Or I could stun him with a boomerang, and then oh, yeah, just get carte blanche. Or I can shoot him with an arrow. Or there's something I can do to tip the favor in way in my balance in my balance way in my favor. My favor. Yeah. And then do like there's some weakness. But those skeleton guys are straight up that just gotta. Be good. Hit them with the sword when they <laughs> when they drop an opening. And the thing was, the real problem though, like it's not really a problem. It's just the way it's designed. It's, it's what makes it hard. Is that you have to kill the second one really fast before yeah. the first one reanimates. Mm-hmm. And that was the problem I was having. So that was pretty crazy. Um, but eventually you get down there, and she's like, "It's over. We escaped the castle. Thank you so much." And then freaking Ganon comes out, and I'm like, "What?" That's crazy, and he looks way cooler than Ganondorf, yeah. and his name sounds cooler than Ganondorf, yeah. and uh, the whole sky behind you is kind of dark. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very dark, but it's kind of it's it's borderlining on pure black, and so you're you, fighting this guy who you can't really even see that. I well was just gonna say you can't even see what he looks like most of the time until the very right? very end, where it's like, what yeah. am I even fighting? It's this giant fucking shadow monster. It's such a cool concept. Yeah, it was really well. I don't know that a shadow monster on its own is a cool concept, but I liked the concept that yeah, he's a normal, he's a physical normal, and well, yeah, but he just, just don't show you exactly. That's what I mean. Like he's there's yeah. just this this. There is something there, but the game is just refusing to give you a clear image, even though you're right fucking next to him the yeah. whole time. Yeah, and I he thought just that was like, great. Yeah, and I love how his whole attack pattern is: he walks right up to you and hits you with this giant axe. That he had. <laughs> he had two big swords. Two swords. Yeah, he hits you with his giant swords, and if you hit them, you just die. Or at least I did because I didn't have any more fairies and I didn't have. Oh any hearts. boy! Wow. Yeah, he does <laughs> so take he was... a ton of uh, life off. But you, if you had either the white outline on the hearts or more hearts, you can tank a couple hits. Yeah, I think I was actually uh, one one hit away. I had to. I could take one hit, and then the second hit would. So kill what did you situation. do? In that fight in particular, because there are actually a number of ways you can defeat him. It seemed to me that there were a number of ways to defeat him, and uh, I, um, that is why I think that is the best battle in the whole game, and that makes me happy to say because there are a lot. Most of the time, the final boss, which should be the greatest battle of all time, is not the best fight in the yeah. game, right? But this one, I think it was the best fight of all, of all time because uh, you don't have to wait forever. <laughs> for them to do something first. I mean, you do have to wait for him to attack first, maybe, um, if you use the way that I did it. But you you can choose when he's going to attack by just walking up into his range and he'll attack you. Whereas there's lots of other guys where you have to wait for them to attack you and then counterattack. Yep. And they just walk around you and not attack you for a long time. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Right. But anyway, um, I just, I, I freaking could hook shotted his ass to death Ooh! because freaking so i started off i i started noticing okay so some things that i hit him with makes him stop and shrug yeah. it off uh-huh. and during that time i could walk around to his other side to his uh backside and i noticed that the the horrible horrible z targeting system <laughs> will automatically target the part that i need his tail yeah, uh-huh. so i was like okay cool so that must be the weak point and, you know, you talk to Navi, and she's like, I have no idea what the weak point is. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, I figured it out. Don't worry. <laughs> so 
I, I started using those arrows of light. And I'm like, and that stuns him for a fairly long time. Yeah. And then he goes around to the backside and hit him. And I'm like, okay, this is going to work. And I guess there's really nothing better I can hit him with than the sword. I wanted to hit him with the jump slash because I learned later that that's like double damage to your regular uh-huh. slashes. But it, I couldn't like do it quick enough. It takes more time. So I just got in there, get a slash, and then get back out. But you didn't and have I, your sword, right? Because they knocked it away. That's right. At the first part, you don't have it. So I just I just used the hook shot. That's right. Oh, so you, you hit his tail with the hook shot. Yeah. So I hit him in the face with the hook shot, and I started. He's like shrugs it off for a moment. Uh-huh. And so I only get a little bit further to the side of him. Hit him again. Get a little bit further to the side. I have to like hook shot him in the head like three times before I can finally get a hook shot off on the tail. Uh, Interesting. But yeah, at the beginning, I was totally freaking panicking, trying all kinds of things. It so was amazing. <laughs> when I played it, when I first did it, I used uh, uh, the hammer oh. on his tail because it has a relatively sword-like timing and swing to it. I don't know how much damage it does, but it was doing some damage. So right. I would just do that until the phase ended and I got the sword back. But if you get the big Goron sword, he knocks your master sword away. He doesn't knock the big Goron sword away. <laughs> so oh, you, you can, still have that one? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Because they make a big deal. I go, oh, your sword. I'm like, I got this even more powerful sword here still. <laughs> this way better sword. Don't worry yeah. about that, man. <laughs> I just thought that the was funny. The sword that doesn't turn me into a kid. <laughs> yeah, the sword that, yeah. It's it's not the sword of legend, but it is stronger. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I really, I was blown away by the fact that I could use the hook shot to mm. finish him. Because, uh, yeah, eventually I ran out of magic. That was another oh, problem. Oh, I bet. I yeah. On the first Ganondorf fight, I had to leave the freaking whole dungeon. <laughs> nice. Go out, get a bunch of magic, uh, get a bunch of magic. And I also got like a couple fairies. And then I bought two, I got one fairy. I had three bottles. So I got, I caught one fairy and I bought two magic potions because I don't think you can beat the Ganondorf version of the battle without life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't hear you. Oh, no. Uh, just a quick uh, little interjection here. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, Zoltan, I think we left off with you saying that you didn't have enough magic for the uh, Ganondorf fight. You had to leave the tower and buy some stuff. Yeah, I had to go all the way back out, and I had to because uh, I tried to fight him the first time using my save states and load states. I can get through this, no problem. But then I just didn't have enough light arrows because there's no way... That's right. This is the question I asked you that I couldn't hear your reply on. There's no way to beat him without the light arrows, right? Um, I want to say that is accurate because you can reflect his attacks back, but they don't stun him enough, like the right way. They don't deal damage, right? Right. So they, well, that's not how you actually deal damage to him. I don't know how you did that fight. There might be multiple ways to do the fight. So the. I- Rhythm, I think I did the uh, intended way, yo, which would be which to would reflect be. a shot back at him. Yeah. You have a very limited time to whip out the light bow yeah. and hit him with a light arrow, and yeah. then he'll fall down, because he's in the air, right? Yeah. Then he'll fall down to the ground and be stunned for a while, and then you have to uh, jump over to his platform. Yeah. 
and uh, rage on him with the master sword a little bit. That's Pretty what much. I. Did. You can also hookshot to him because apparently you can hookshot to him. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, a guy I read explained it's like his chainmail something or other. I was like, whatever. <laughs> hookshot yeah, whatever. to Ganondorf. Uh, you can also so, yeah. stun lock him if you hit him in exactly the right way. He'll never come out of that hit animation. You'll get him in one cycle. No way. It took me a million cycles. Yeah. You can get him in one cycle? You can get him in one. I've seen speedrunners do it. Yeah. I huh. I hear there's like this crazy glitch where if you do the thing where you're not locked on and you're blocking and you do the sword attack, you'll just do a ha 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 and you can attack pretty quickly like that. Just these four. Oh, I, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Is that what that, they were doing? Uh, I didn't watch a video. I just heard about this um, uh, from HD Bailey's Let's Play of it. Uh, apparently, that attack does however much damage your previous attack did. What? So, yeah. So if you like, <laughs> if you get, um, so if you do that like double attack hit, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, that jump attack which does double damage, you could just do double damage like ha 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 really quickly and really wreck some people apparently. But I never figured out how to how to really use that well. So I've watched uh, a couple people play this game. Whenever they come to this fight, these last two boss fights, I always see people do things a little different, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. This is great because it speaks to how cool the boss fight is. You yeah. can hookshot to Ganondorf. A lot of people I've seen don't bother because it's who would think to do that? You can also right. hookshot to the windows around the edge of the arena to get oh, away, which is even cool. more useful. And you can use a bottle, the swiping bottle animation yeah. to catch something to reflect his projectiles back. You can do that too, huh? <laughs> Why? I don't know, but you can. And uh, the other one that I've actually seen some people not think or like figure it out in the middle of the fight is when he charges up that really big ball of energy above his head. Did you see that attack? Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, he shoots lots of lightning bolts yeah. at you with that Do one. Do you know what the intended, you know, strategy I'd is like for that? To think the, I'd like to think the one I did was the intended strategy, which, which is was, I did the circular yes, slice. Yes, correct. Okay. You do, and they you, all went on him. Yeah, you spin around, you charge up your spin attack, and you spin around, and they all go back on him. I've seen people hit one or two back and then run away. I've seen people just fucking run away. <laughs> I, see. I was just like, oh, I guess they don't get it. You're supposed to, because you do the back and forth with the single bolt, but maybe you just can't hit him with that attack, whatever. But when you do that fight the right way, like not even like speedrun strategy, just like yeah, do just all the, the right mechanics, way. the flow of that fight is so fucking cool to look at. It's <laughs> it is, so right? cool. Because yeah. hitting him with the light arrow looks awesome. Yep. Reflecting all those things back at once looks fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. That whole fight is fucking long. When he does that big like slam on the ground with his fist and like parts of the platforms fall away. Yeah. That looks yeah. really cool. His cape well, starts first... getting the holes in it. Oh, I didn't notice that. His for their first like 3D game, and they want to make it cinematic. They did a good job on a lot of parts, oh my right? God, they did yeah. such a great job with just like the camera work and the way all this other thing, all these things that they would have never done previously. Mm -hmm. All this like fresh off the like slate stuff that they did to make this game look as uh, long lastingly iconic as it has. Um, you know, yeah. it just speaks to the talent and at play. Um, so Sorry, so let me finish what I was saying ahead, about Ganon. 
Yeah, so I was really impressed with him, uh, or if, with Ganondorf as well. And I had to go out. I got a fairy and two potions of magic, came back, and I did that fight. And I was really impressed with the whole thing where he has to whip that bolt back at him. And then, in a very short window, in my opinion, hit him with a light arrow. Because the first time, I wasn't sure that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Because the, the window's really short. Um, you don't have much time. I guess not. you got to have that arrow. Good you to gotta go. have just really good <laughs> aim. I mean, right? Yeah, you sure. have to like whip out that bow, aim it pretty quickly at him, because I don't know. Is it just me? I mean, freaking Matthew Matosa said he also would have. Pro- uh, it wasn't particularly hey, I mean, easy for him to aim perfectly with things in the game as well. And but I wonder if I was at an additional disadvantage because of the controller I was using. It wasn't the actual uh, um, N64 controller. But did you also feel that way? Like, could you just always Rob, hit exactly where you want the first probably time? Probably had a hard time with it. I mean, the N64 controller is pretty bad. So you're at a disadvantage even when you're using the intended controller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. The control so maybe stick on that thing is dog crap. Mm, but yeah. I don't recall want... having an issue aiming because I think I, I just knew you, you hit How the thing back and you just press the C button that the... You know, the button that the, the thing is on, just, just do one motion. It's all, that's what's cool about that fight is it's all just like one continuous, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There's no, like, downtime. <laughs> yeah. But I kept freaking sending light arrows, like, right past oh, his bone. That's funny. And right past his, like, head on the side. And it's like, oh, my God. And so I ran out of magic the first time. Uh, and then even after I got it perfect, I just didn't have enough magic. I needed yeah. to go get there Those, is uh, a fairy you can ocean. visit somewhere that extends your magic bar. I heard about that later. It's like yeah. double magic, right? You get yeah. the, probably double. I don't recall at any point needing to buy potions, like magic potions, although you could do. I um, think in yeah. my case, I had to because I use all the magic even when in I hit the them pots perfectly. downstairs because you can go down to the bottom of the arena and there's little pots you can break. But okay. only two of them have magic. Oh, do so they? I don't you, think I remember. It is many. still possible to get to the point. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of pots, and yeah. they respawn every time you go back up to see Ganondorf. So I'm like, great, I don't have to worry about running out of magic. But then contents don't respawn; just okay. the pots respawn. The pots. So, and most of them don't have magic. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I was. So anyway, yeah, that was a really huge deal for me uh, to overcome Ganondorf himself, dude. I wonder if like I'm having a controller lag issue or if that's how the game was. It didn't normally it felt fine, mm-hmm. but do you really have to uh press the button to attack that lightning bolt with your sword way in advance because I kept like it's wanting hard. to push the button the the sword attack button, right? Like right as the thing was about to hit me, but then I got hit. Because I think the problem is the game is doing it based on where the actual hitbox for your sword is. So you go to swipe and you do a stationary horizontal swipe, right? It's and there's lag it. in that. You know, you're you're bringing yeah. your arm out, you bring it across, and if the ball comes at you while your arm is still going across, there's no yeah. hitbox there. So I remember fucking that up a whole bunch too. Okay, so maybe I wasn't having. But this is this is a similar yeah. fight in premise to the Phantom Ganon fight, right? Yes. That's so right. That did you the have the same issue in that fight? 
Yeah, it just seems like I always have to push the attack earlier. button way earlier than I want to. Yeah. And the, the thing that was kind of driving me crazy about both fights is like, how am I supposed to make that lightning bolt hit him? Because he just keeps <laughs> reflecting it back at you. And my wife's like, maybe you got to slowly it. move closer and closer. Oh, uh, whoa. And, <laughs> and so that's what I was doing. And yeah, eventually I was, I was getting him. Is that what it is? Is that no. the mechanic? The mechanic What's is the mechanic? Ev- the mechanic is eventually he fucks up. You do it long <laughs> enough and he'll fuck it up. Eventually. But it it can be a while. Like it can be a while. Like you can reflect yeah. that thing six times and you yeah, can something still like hit that. It. And they get faster. Yes. They With get the faster. Phantom Ganon one in particular, he tends to hover around kind of closer to you, and it can get like kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so that whole boss fight definitely a big standout to me yeah. again that the the acknowledgement of the name change of like no now this is Ganon, the yeah. guy you know about. That was cool. This yeah. is that fucker for real. Yeah. Dude, do you remember <laughs> Ganon from did you play Zelda two? That's where I knew him from initially, because he's on every damn the screen every time you Game fucking die. Me. I know, right? And so I really yeah, because like you died, and he's like, ha, 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 yeah, ha, ha. that actually that scared me as a child, like because it's yeah. a big red screen and it's a big creepy laugh, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And a big pig monster yeah, shadow big, on it, shadowy pig monster, and it's like yeah. World of Ganon or whatever the hell. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no. So but, I was really impressed with uh, how they, uh, not not just Ganon, really the whole game, like, they made it a really dramatic and effective. The whole kid thing, the whole dealing with yeah. scary ass bosses, all of it, like just super solid on atmosphere in this game. And even right from the moment I turned it on, and he's like riding Epona, and that yeah. kind of also again dramatic. The intro uh, music. I know, think we should dip into the music, music at this point. Okay. Uh, because the intro music, since you brought up the title screen in particular, that like on the harp. Where it starts out, the right opening few notes of that yeah, are, oh, they're you so, it's because it's so like ingrained in my memory of that time when I first played the game. And the intro cutscene as well, when you're in the, when, on the horse, when you're, no, when it's from Navi's perspective, flying around Kokiri Village. Uh, yeah. Um, that. that little cutscene is just like, it awakens like an old memory in me every time I see it. That's um, the nostalgia yell. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to like drill into here is like, what? Where does that end, and where does the real ex- or less nostalgic experience begin? Um, I'd so, say the less nostalgic experience starts with that scene, the one where they're flying around, because yeah. I I I don't think that scene is uh, in the end, like. Like, what is it, really? It, <laughs> it's not a requirement for the player to see. It doesn't, like, look particularly cool, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I get the feeling the whole point of it is just to show off. is for Nintendo it's to show 3D. off. It's 3D, yo. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. right? So, but I, so when I saw that, I could... It, because it is kind of unique, that little scene. In, in the my, game, yeah. Right? Not just in this game. I don't know any game that starts with, like, first-person view mode of something flying around. I mean, there's some, Maybe right? There's but some. Yeah. I get the feeling that's sort of a unique scene, at least in games. And um, so I can see why that 
remains a popular memory uh, for people who are nostalgic for this game. Yeah. But the intro, dude, you don't need nostalgia. The, I mean, the title <laughs> screen, you don't need nostalgia for that. As soon as I first time I ever turned on the game, it's like it says The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's got that freaking da, 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 na, 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 oh, music going so on. So good. And he's riding that horse. <sighs> and just seeing that, I'm like, dude, this is dramatic already. They create the atmosphere perfectly right from the moment you turn on the console. Yeah, that's not nostalgia. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of heartening to hear because that opening, um, just the opening couple, I don't know, chord or just a couple of notes, chord, yeah. particularly on the harp, though, really yeah. just like my heart like falls out of my chest every time I hear it. It's <laughs> so powerful, I feel like. I and, feel like it is, too. Yeah, and it becomes so more powerful after you beat the game and you realize... True all the freaking traumatic things that Link has to go through. It really is a sad game. And they even it acknowledge is. it directly with Zelda's like, this was really horrible for you. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I'm sorry that this happened to you. Yeah. Like the shit because Her, of me. I'm the sorry. The last, like the reward, the, the big conclusion is you in the sky for some reason with Zelda staring at you like sad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, she's not, not like, really... you saved me. You saved the world. It's just like, this was horrible. <laughs> I know, right? It's like happily every, ever after for everybody else except you and her. Well, mostly you, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, damn. So, yeah, when H.C. Bailey says Zelda, uh, Link needed Majora's Mask to heal himself, I like I totally get where he's coming from with that because that is some hardcore shit stuff for a freaking 14 year old even i want to say but the thing is he mm. wasn't awake from age 7 to 14 they put him in stasis right right so he's for essentially seven a seven year old who was so just thrown into a foreign a 14 year old body. body right and yeah. he's now told like everyone around him died you know, not that he yeah. had a lot of people to begin with, which is also tragic in its own yeah. way. But the all the high rules town yeah, was destroyed. They're destroyed. There's a bunch of zombies everywhere. Every, yeah. Everything else is just a worse version of itself in totally. some way or another. Like your town, your hometown that you grew up in as a kid is overrun by monsters. Yeah, it's really crazy. Um, we keep and going you, on about the we keep going yeah. on about the atmosphere. Sorry, you want to talk about music? I guess you're right. It's hard. I knew <laughs> I knew I didn't need to come up with very many questions for this. Um, but yeah, the music <laughs> I wanted to get into because, and this I guess is the first time they do this dynamic in Zelda. They've done it ever since. Is where they do this thing where you've got to play a certain tune to do a certain thing. We talked about it before, but it has the secondary effect of just drilling that shit into your brain. Like I'm not following you. What do you all mean? All of the ocarina tunes, the little music that you have to play on your ocarina yeah. to do stuff in the game. All they of that is stuff. yeah, they do stuff. Yeah, right. The the stuff that you have to do, all of that stuff, the 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 repetition ends up making it so you don't forget the music in this game. That helps. That definitely does help. Yeah. You know, the and tune the fact you that play it's... is just a little part of it, but it always concludes. It always plays back the whole thing every time you play something. Yeah. 
Totally. You play the first six notes and then it plays the rest as right. a cutscene. Right. It also helps that all the songs that um uh that you learn like is the background music of the place that you learn right. it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I totally got when I finally had to learn the song of storms. Uh da 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 da. Uh-huh. When it finally learned it the right way, I was like Psh. That's what I played. Why didn't it work? <laughs> that was what I played back then. Like I was like, it's either this note or this note. And that's another really awesome thing they did with the mechanics. That freaking, they they could have made it like you push this button combination and such and such songs come out. But they made it so that these five buttons are just the same notes every time. Mm-hmm. Like that was a really genius thing. I would say you uh, can play it like kind it. of a real yeah you can play it like a real instrument if you press up and down on the control stick you can change I think the pitch or something it's not the, just those five notes you can do more you can do more so I don't know on the controller you had but on the the N64 controller you can press up and down on the control stick when you press on a note button to change the pitch and like it wavers like a little bit. It's like, Oh, that's bit. cool. I didn't know that. And you can press the Z trigger or the R trigger on the shoulder button to also modify in some way the notes a little bit. Oh, that's so can, awesome. I, I'm sure you could look up on YouTube people playing like legit music in this yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds pretty cool. It's Yeah, I remember <laughs> dicking around with it a little bit as a kid and having some fun. Uh, but yeah, the constant repetition of all of the little pieces. And when you learn all of the temple songs, they're more than six notes, right? They're, yeah, they or are. They're more eight than they're eight, something like that. So they're a little more complex. They're a little more, you have to actually remember them a little bit. <laughs> like they're not just like, they're yeah, a little more. Yeah, it's not more, just the first three notes repeated. Right. Yeah. It's a little more of a sequence. And uh, they're also more like, less chipper and more dour sounds yep. that are fit with, I guess, the, the world that they're in. You know, I would agree that uh, overall the music is, like, the Ocarina songs in particular are very memorable, but there's, like, a... there's They kind of changed up... Well, no, maybe it's not different. Maybe it's the same as the 2D Zeldas, but I want to say, like, all the dungeon musics, all the dungeon themes, don't remember them at all. Like... They do not stand out at all. They don't have very strong melodies. Uh, I remember just one of them. I think it was the forest one. I remember not liking it at all. But in like, I remember the fire temple area or the volcano or whatever it was. No, the fire temple. Yeah. Um, the sound of the lava was like about the same volume True. as the music. I don't re- remember what the music was anymore. And so I thought that was an interesting way to go about it. Um, you do spend a long time in some of those temples, so maybe that was the better way to make it not a very, you know, make it more atmospheric and ambient than melodic. Maybe yeah. that was the way to go. I, yeah, it's an interesting because I think a lot of what I think about with this music is the melody, but I'm not really thinking about the location music as so much as I am just the ocarina tunes that you right? get to play here and there. Yeah, it's really the ocarina tunes that uh, do all the standing out. Pretty much. Um, and, uh, but, 
I really, really hate how it, it switches to that freaking enemy encounter music when you fight any enemy ever. Sure. Which yeah. I always complain about. But in this case, it's just it's like it's really, really boring, too. Mm-hmm. The song itself is just like, I mean, I suppose it's not really any different from the Wind Waker one, though, to be honest. It's kind of the same. Just like, duh. It's just like generic, like, you know, attention-grabbing, droning. droning music. It does serve the dual for purpose of alerting you that an enemy sees you. Because you it might not always that purpose, know. Yes. Yeah. I, that's true. You can get hit off-screen easy. Very true. Hit from off-screen easily. You like, can, freaking yeah. bats swooping out of nowhere and stuff. Oh, man. Now, <laughs> the version that you played, because I think they changed it, or maybe they didn't, you don't have direct control over the camera, right? Not at all. Right. It is a massive, massive problem all the time. Yeah. You <laughs> constantly have to recenter the camera behind your, behind your camera. It makes a cool sound. Yeah. But man, like it's it, like the sound itself, Evan, I think is dramatic. But uh, <laughs> that's like what it sounds like. It's like something was scraped across some cement. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's really weird. It is that a strange that, sound to me. Yeah, that that's the one like that they would even go with that large of a sound in the first place. But yeah, it's such a pain in the ass. I mean, when we get to you know gameplay and stuff, I can talk about that. Sorry. All right. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, but as far as music goes, yeah, the the ocarina tunes and just I guess playing around with the ocarina were some of the standout parts to me. We kind of touched on that, but uh, trying to think if there was anything else on music. Did you have anything else on music that you wanted to get to? I guess not. They don't ever play the original Zelda theme song in this game, do they? Not not for you to play. You could play it, but it doesn't I mean, it's not in the game anywhere, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's too fun and happy for this game, really. (laughs) (laughs) guess so. Now that I think about it, right? If you were to take it by the game's the gameplay's perspective, the Zelda's lullaby is the theme of the game. That one gets the most so, yeah. play. Yeah. Um, you use it everywhere. Use it friggin' everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think I thought it was interesting. I remember reading something about how they were a little conflicted as to whether or not they wanted you to have to play the notes out yourself every time. And then someone made the decision, probably Miyamoto, yeah, let's make them do it every time. I think that's important. And I I guess I think that's the right call. I think so, too. I mean, it it, it takes time, and I guess that's a little bit annoying, but right. I can forgive having to go into the mini to equip the ocarina and then stop and play it. Because I think their point was when you force people to do it that way, and I'm sure this happened with you, you don't play it the right way every time. You're just like mashing the buttons out. It's like, right? Yeah. So you're not even really engaging with the system the way that they intend. But you could. And there definitely were instances where I did on purpose play it a little slower the real way because I wanted to. So I guess that was the right call to force you to have to play it and not just pick it from a menu and then have it yeah. play for you in terms of uh thinking about all the things that are really freaking slow in this game i think <laughs> the, o- the ocarina uh you know if you if you didn't have to play yourself it would lose a lot of uh impact i think so i think so if you yeah, only I had th- to play th- it like once yeah know? i mean yeah if you just had to like push a button to want 
Like, for example, you could just, uh, instead of selecting the ocarina, you selected the song mm. and equipped it to the menu and then just push the button once. Yeah, I, I, I think it's not as cool. <laughs> I agree. I, um, I'm glad they stuck with that, uh, with that idea. It, and it, you know, it, it moved too. forward. Yeah, it's mm. in Majora's Mask, big time. It's in Wind Waker. It's um, not so much in um, Twilight. No, it's in Twilight Princess to a more reduced degree, but it's in there. In fact, we play some of the same songs. But I was going to say, it's not really in Skyward Sword. And in Breath of the Wild, it's really not there at all. So they finally eased away from the music as a core thing for whatever reason. But for a good while, that was the thing that was the hot, like, staple of the series. And I wouldn't mind a comeback of some degree of some musical, like, I think that's a, a pretty cool concept. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about music. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we were, we were getting into gameplay a little bit. Um, when I first played the game, something that really took me time to grapple with was especially having not only having played 3D games for only a short period of time because it was new for like 3D games were coming into vogue. Um, But this is a strange 3D game by most standards, like sequential subsequent rather Zelda games would emulate this gameplay heavily, but not very many other games do. So you can't jump. Obviously that's thing, big thing number one. Right, yeah, you're very weird, yeah. like stuck to the ground, you know. Yeah. You automatically jump, which was another thing that threw me for a loop. And mm. then the other thing that did for me was how the A button constantly changes what it does. Yes, <laughs> which it's sometimes awesome. I, I mean, it's not sometimes awesome. It's cool in. I don't even want to say just in theory because it it works a lot of the time in practice, but there's often times that it's not working because you want to, like you want to hurry up and put away your stick or your sword, yeah, or whatever, but you yeah. have to wait, wait for the put away button to show up. Yep, <laughs> it's not so. quite perfectly done. It's a context sensitive button, which is a thing that tons of games have done ever since. There's always some sort of context sensitive pick this thing up or open this thing button, right? Does a bunch of actions and usually don't even need to be told on screen what the button does. Like normally that was when games were new. They felt no one would know what the hell this, how this works. How would you know if the button constantly changes what it does, you know, you're coming off of a time from where games had attack buttons and jump buttons and the jump button always jumped and the attack button always attacked. And maybe you press up occasionally to open a door, but that's it. You know, the directional (laughs) buttons move and that's it. So they had to put all of that info on the screen. And one of the strangest choices to this day is that they named the roll button attack. Yes. (laughs) You're not attacking. (laughs) That doesn't do damage. (laughs) Yeah. You're rolling. And, and lots of times when I wanted to attack by using that button, um, freaking, like, he didn't have the sword out already. Right. Right? Uh, because if you want to do that jump attack, you have to already have the sword out, having used it, slashed with it once, 
before you can do the jump attack. If you have the bow and then come right out of the bow thinking you're going to have your sword equipped, nah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, nope. Car put it away. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That drives yeah. me crazy. And also another time uh, that many, many times it happened uh, where this uh, one button changing constantly for, you know, depending on the context of the situation was a massive problem for me was uh, if I'm... What happened? Like, I was locked onto something I wanted to hit, but I was within speaking distance of somebody. And oh, if you're, no. Even if you're not facing them. Like, if, you, if you're in the distance, instead of attacking or doing that jump attack, you'll talk to the person instead. <laughs> so that was driving me crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not the best, but it's probably a lot better than anything else they could have come up with because having to force you to manually target things either by going into first person or somehow positioning your character in a way probably would have been worse. They would have probably had to change dramatically the kinds of enemies they could throw at you. Like everyone, everything would probably have to be on the ground or act a certain way so that you wouldn't need some sort of lock-on targeting system. Yeah. Um, but for its day, that targeting system was considered really revolutionary. Everyone was like, wow, this is a cool idea. Kind of solves a lot of problems that 3D games have had, which is just like spatial awareness and aiming is a big yeah. thing in 3D games. This takes that all away. It just lock on and then you press the button and it's you know, you're, all you got to worry about is forward and backward now. Totally. Um, and that that is a really cool concept. And you can lock on, you know, like you were saying, to people who, who talk, which the game tells you to do, but you never really do. Like, you don't need to do it. Reasonably, you, ever right? do. Right. Yeah. you don't have to. But they're like, hey, lock on to me so you can talk to me from like a distance. And it's right. like, you but, never do that. <laughs> yeah. They just want you to know you can lock on to things. Yeah. For right. combat. Really, <laughs> so, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah, I, I thought was it was really cool that the mm. lock-on mechanic, as a lot of games, a lot of new features in games tend to do this, is they make the mechanic part of the game itself, and the lock-on mechanic is supposed to be Navi flying, flying next to a thing to and enemy. drawing your attention, say, "Go shoot this," right? And that's yeah. the whole explanation behind the how the lock-on mechanic happens, which yeah. I think is really cool. It's the same thing in Mario 64, where they're like, well, how is the camera moving? Well, there's the key to is Lucky behind you. Is with holding the, it. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> have know, to give right? you an explanation for cameras. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I, think, I also think that's a, a great idea. And they even used it once. On like one boss battle where Navi's like, I can't get close to him. I'm sorry. So you yeah. can log on to him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. That is a cool <laughs> um, But my God, dude, like, when I think about going back and playing this game again and uh, looking for, like, the Goron sword and getting all the cool <laughs> arrows and upgrading the magic and stuff, that all sounds really cool because the way, though, it, it's, it's, it looks pretty fun to kind of conquer this world that, mm -hmm. that you know traumatized seven-year-old link did everything he could in his power to somehow get through 
if I went back now and like I, I would totally want to see Link utterly destroy everything with effortless ease with all the power-ups and stuff. Uh, and I would use a guide and stuff. The thing that prevents me from ever wanting to play this thing again is like I don't know what percent, but the majority of the percent is the goddamn targeting because mm. it has so many problems and I swear every game that ever comes out people say this targeting sucks for this reason like you know there's all these people who hate Dark Souls targeting for whatever sure. reason but my god dude I think this is on a whole nother level because everything sucks with trying to hit guys um, not everything but uh, like Bats. Trying to hit bats. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the, the way you have to lock on to one, you kill that bat, it doesn't immediately lock on to the next one. Nope. You have to lock on to it yourself. If yep. you lock on to a guy and you want to unlock from him, it's really weird to try to do it. You have to try to walk in the opposite <laughs> direction of the enemy and push the lock on button and hope that it doesn't just switch to another target. Um, yeah, I thought there was. I thought you could press uh, one of the shoulder buttons to cycle through all in-range lock-on targets. Yeah, no? I'm saying, how do you unlock the lock-on though? Because every time I push the lock-on, the Z button, right? Every time I push the Z yeah. button, if I'm like, I found a way where basically, if I'm like facing away, if I'm like running away, not facing away, because you face it when you lock on. But if I'm like running backwards away from it while locked onto it, and then I push it, then maybe it'll unlock. It'll but break, sometimes yeah. it just locks onto the other target instead, and I don't want that. So the scenario is you have a bunch of enemies in front of you, you just want to break lock on completely. Yes. Okay. I, mm, How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, I think just backing up and yeah. breaks the lock on after a certain distance. Yeah. I yeah. don't think there's a way to actually unlock. <laughs> Right, and then if uh, you're if you're running away from something, from so you're running towards the screen, towards you, the player, and the thing is on the screen chasing you, whatever, like those freaking fire bats, for example, and you think, okay, I want to lock onto him and hit him with the hookshot or whatever, you push the lock on button. Instead, what it does is it switches the camera to turn facing Link, which means now the bat is behind you. And you're also while if you do that while running, it like changes your direction and stuff. For mm. some reason, it won't lock on to enemies that you can see on camera unless Link is also facing them too. Mm. That is crazy. And if Link is facing an enemy that's off camera, that also you can't lock on. The camera and Link have to already be facing <laughs> the enemy before you'll lock onto it. Otherwise, it just does the <laughs> freaking camera swipe. <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> that, uh, that was a problem over and over and over again for me. Cinematic black bars come up on the screen and then yeah. nothing happens. Yeah, very true. Uh, I don't recall struggling with the lock-on as much, but it might just be because I know I'm familiar with its bullshit and it's just like second nature, like that kind of thing. Where yeah, it's like, ah, it. this has to happen. I know what to do. Like, I'm not even thinking about it. So that's that's one of those things that I wouldn't like come up with because in my monologue I didn't I mention the uh, the lock on targeting as like kind of new and fancy and everyone liked it but I didn't really mention that it, how how awkward it is and how like oh, limited oh, oh. compared to 
like a Demon Souls or Dark Souls lock-on, which is ostensibly the same concept, right? But it yeah, works right? way yeah. better. <laughs> exactly. Just they, they changed some things, and this game needed to change those things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, usually the thing that gets me coming back to games, and this is why I'm a fan of RPGs above all other, uh, all other genres, is that I want to go back and max out the character right. sounds like fun to me right sure. and be super buff really early in this part of the game or maybe go ahead and let myself be weak for this in this part of the game and then get buff later or whatever uh doing all that kind of stuff is the reason that i like to play games and that's why i love rpgs uh and this game usually action adventure games zelda clones like this don't make me want to go back and play them again but overall the way the game works is really solid and there's lots of exploration and really impressive puzzles. And, you know, there's the Goron sword out there that I never got. Um, so I think to myself, you know, it'd be awesome to go back and get everything. But then I think, but then I have to fight guys again. Hmm. And it's going to be terrible. Because, <laughs> like, overall, like, the movement and stuff of the of the combat is freaking sweet. Like, I remember in the, in the beginning uh, village, what is the name of that first town you're in? Uh, Kokiri Village. Kokiri, yeah. When you're in Kokiri, freaking the dude's like, dude, lock onto this rock and practice <laughs> fighting. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, whoa, you can backflip. Whoa, you can forward jump and slash yeah. at the same time. Whoa, you can do all this cool movement and it's awesome. And if you hold the freaking controller like to the left or the right, Link will freaking slash left and right. And if you hold it up, he'll like slash vertically. And I yep. thought, this is amazing. This combat is going to be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> and it could have been if it if the targeting worked better and the camera worked better. <laughs> True. Yeah. It is, unfortunately, really easy to ignore the nuance of the sword swipes that the game built into it. All yeah, those directional, like, mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about swiping up. You never have well, to. There was one time. No, there's one time you have to. Really? Um, Shadow Linkio. If, oh, if, let's talk about this. We didn't. I'm surprised we got this far and didn't mention fucking Shadow Link. Tell me how you fe- beat that guy. I kept trying to slash at him with that just forward vertical slash, and he'd also slash at the same time. Uh-huh. So I kept doing that and doing that and doing that and failing. And then I realized, or I realized, I figured out if I just do the horizontal slash, I can hit him. And when you hit him, he flashes a little bit red. So I assumed that he took damage. Um, And then right after you hit him, just one time, you can't combo him. Just one time, he falls through the ocean, the floor, which looks like you're standing on a puddle of water, a giant pool of water. He falls through the floor and then just reappears. And I'm like, is that what I'm supposed to do? And all all I did was constantly horizontal slash him to death. Mm. That's all I had to do. That didn't seem like the correct way to me. <laughs> there is... Because <laughs> it was weird. It, like he did, You can't combo him, I guess, then? Yeah. He is a... I feel like they didn't finish designing that fight. He, mm. The idea is he's supposed to mirror all of your attacks, which he mostly does do. Yeah. So you end up like clinking your sword against the exact same move that he does. Yeah, I but got that, yeah. he also has some like clever bullshit up his sleeve. If you try to do a spin attack he'll yeah. like jump out of the way of it 
And if you try to, um, forget what move it is exactly. Uh, if, you, if you do like a forward, like if you don't both slash each other at the same time, but you yeah. somehow manage to get a slash coming at him, but it's the vertical one that he usually does block. He'll like jump into the air to avoid it and then land on top of on your, your sword. sword. Yeah. What? I was that's like, what? such that a cool, cool thing. I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Okay, you kicked my That's cool. But there, the actual way to get through that fight, I don't know what the intended way to get through it is. Because every way that I've ever done and seen seems like some sort of an exploit. Like, I hit him a bunch, we clanked swords, and then he stopped. He, like, fucked up. And then I and got, him, got him. You got him into, like, this loop where he is no longer clanking swords for some reason. Oh, and the way that you can repeat that most easily is if you take out the the hammer. He doesn't have a hammer. So you hit the okay. ground in front of him. He takes damage from the shockwave slightly away from the hammer. And then the same, you just repeat over and over. Like he falls through the ground. He shows up somewhere else. You do it again. That's it. The whole hmm. fight is so cool. In fact, the whole damn sequence is so cool. I feel like the exact reason why they didn't just scrap that fight is because everything around it, including the design so of cool. Shadow, Dark Link or whatever, is so damn cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's the coolest thing ever, but the fight sucks. What do we do, Shigeru Miyamoto? Oh, uh, you just walk sucks, through this say? this foggy lake with a dead tree in the middle, and you walk past the tree, and you get to the door, and you're like, well, the door's locked. I guess I should go back the other way. Oh shit! And then there's a guy who was there the whole time under the tree. Holy shit! And yeah. then you kill him, and the whole illusion fades. Yeah. That's also really cool. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I would be really. I would like fight for that to not get cut too. If that's what happened, I can yeah. totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Matthew Mitosis uh, believed that the intended way was to use freaking Din's fire. and Oh, he, maybe. He shows himself doing it, but it's like the same thing. He uses that long-ass fire animation, and then he gets hit once by it and falls through the floor again and then reappears. Right. Like, he always is there does. any way to hit... Not yeah, multiple there's no times, way to hit him no. to make him not fall through. I think that's, that's part of the intention, but how it is that you're supposed to land that hit? I guess Din's fire is it? That also feels like an exploit. Maybe they're all just supposed to be like, figure out, do whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like they just didn't, it wasn't finished. I don't think they mm. finished designing that fight. But it was so yeah. damn cool. Uh, <laughs> and why it's in the water temple other than water reflects images. I don't oh, know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I guess why that's is that, the only reason. But there's no other reason. It's not like, he's like a shadow of you. So why is he not, not in the shadow temple? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, shadow link in Zelda 2, which is way harder. He's the final boss. Oh, he was the final boss, wasn't he? Yeah, he's the actual yeah, final he... boss. Is yourself. That's right. Yeah, it's yourself. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that that was the final one. Yeah, yeah that's where they <laughs> took the idea from. And they even, um, you'll notice when you hit him, he does that like damage pose that you do in Zelda 2. The which one does the this when you shadow hit, link does when you hit this shadow link or dark link or whatever they call it in Ocarina of Time and he falls through the ground, 
who does oh, that it does like kind of like that that like move like posture that you yeah, take in Zelda, Zelda 2. Zelda 2 Link does. So oh. it's a direct callback to that. You do also your your actual character does also do that animation when you get hit by certain moves, but mm. not not but many. He does it every time. Not all the time. Yeah. This guy does it. I think it's a deliberate callback in in that way, but they they didn't finish it. Um, unfortunately, the yeah. rest of the boss fights and like major encounters in this game were all pretty good. I think. Um, yeah, maybe, I think they're all uh, pretty good as well. Maybe um, some are either too easy or annoying, like not really hard or boring, but. Like the water temple boss is kind of annoying because he's hard to get. <laughs> he's not mm. hard though, like to beat. He's just annoying oh, to man. Like, nail down. Yeah, yeah. I remember having huge freaking lock on distance problems again. Yeah, it, you can't you can't just lock on and then nope. go as far as you want. Nope. <laughs> and some yeah. of the other bosses, I think Bongo Bongo is a really cool concept as like a fight where you have to put the lens of truth on. And you're on that big bongo and you know, shoot his that hands in cool. his eye it's a really cool encounter and it's really kind of yeah. creepy and scary in a big yeah. weird way um yeah this would be a cool game to remake yeah uh, i mean they did do the remaster on 3ds i never played through all of it i have it emulated on my pc i should play through all of it but i was deliberately you know holding off once we chose to do this for the episode so I may do circle back and do again, but uh, that's as close as they've done to a remake uh, outside of Twilight Princess, which does a lot of direct callbacks to this game in particular, oh, which really? I think doesn't really do it justice. Like that game, Twilight Princess, mm. kind of doesn't mm. stand on its own, and the callbacks are all a little weak, in my opinion. Okay, but. Uh, let's see. I think we may have covered all of the topics I had in mind. Was there anything else that stood out that you wanted to cover? I think the last thing that I want to mention, uh, yeah, I think there's just one thing that's missing, uh, and that is how good were the puzzles? So like the hmm. dun, like the like how do you like figuring out how to get through the dungeons and stuff? Because I, hmm. I had a really nice mind blow right in the first dungeon when I'm in the room I've been everywhere that I that is on the map that I can go and there's like that it's this is the Deku Tree dungeon mm-hmm. right and uh you know across the way is like another way that I could go but I can't reach it because there's a big gap between me and over there and there's water resting by it uh and I there's like there's a spider web covering the door, but I kind of I couldn't really notice that that was a door um, at first. But I noticed there was a spider web, and I think I might have also noticed on my map. And I don't think there was ever a clue. Like this might have been the clue, the time for Navi to tell you. <laughs> By the way, fire can burn spider webs. Like that might have been a time that she would have been useful. Because I'm sitting there thinking, the hell do I do? <laughs> and I'm like. Right, like I don't even know if they did. They ever tell you you can light sticks on fire? Did they even tell you, you can light the stick on fire? Uh, I don't know if I don't know not. if they did, yo. Right? Not, but, yeah. But I'm in there and I'm like, can I light the stick on fire? And I put <laughs> the stick and I walk over like, holy crap! I just light the stick on fire. Can I light 
the spider web on fire and I try to go over there, but you have to go through a little water part as well. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, uh, this fire went out. Okay, I got to make sure I stay in the shallow part this time. Went, tried it again. It burned the web. I thought that was the greatest puzzle ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, because they didn't give you like really any hints about it. Right. Like, um, and I guess that's why it was awesome. You just had to, you actually had to use real, sort of real life kind of, uh, you know, logic to beat it. If they didn't ever give you any hints, which I don't think they did. I don't even think they told you you can light sticks on fire. If they just had told you that much, uh, I think that would have been enough of a hint. Huh. I don't think they need to say you can burn webs too. But I did, after that was over, I was like, well, that was amazing. But they should have told me I could light the sticks on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I it's been so long since I've read any of like the when you pick up a Deku stick for the first time. Like I don't know what that menu says anymore. It's been years right. and years since I read that text. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. Maybe they another, don't. Yeah. Another really sweet standout puzzle for me was when you're in. I think it's the Goron dungeon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And. I uh, know. I remember. It was, there's like a gigantic Goron like fossil or skull yeah. in in the wall or whatever, and the path is actually in his mouth, but you can't yeah. see that. And then eventually you'll get to the point where there's a st- uh, plaque that says, uh, "When the giant Goron sees red, yeah. the path will open." I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and, and I'm like, "What the hell does that mean?" And like from that, that and the other hint that you have is the fact that there's this one bridge that goes over it that has two, two gaps. missing planks in yep. it, holes in it. And so basically just from those two hints, you gotta be like, I gotta throw a bomb into his eyeball. <laughs> and I threw it and I threw it in there and it freaking worked. And I thought that was the greatest puzzle again. Just that was so good. <laughs> yeah, they so, do a lot of uh I, I this these are the things that I couldn't remember like how did i figure this out did i use a guide did i figure it out it's been it's been what 20 years <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah so those were the puzzles that i thought were freaking great and usually once you're in the temple basically all um you know not enough hints or whatever all that kind of goes out the window basically my my point i'm um, sorry my my viewpoint was that once i'm in the temple i mm-hmm. should have everything i have to beat it mm. and i think i did except for maybe the shadow temple which you can go into and then they tell you you need the lens of truth although right. it turns out it is actually possible to beat it if you know where everything is yeah true <laughs> i don't think cool. i've ever done uh that but i'm sure plenty of people have because there some things are moving and you it's you would have to get lucky to know where to see where they're moving <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, right. But, but um, the so all that I forgive. The one I the, the ones that I don't want to forgive. I want to say they're flaws. I don't know if they really count as flaws objectively. Uh, are just all those things where you have access to all these different areas right at the beginning of the game, and you can't go to any of them until way later when you have all these different tools. And I know, you know, open world games and world maps and things like that expect you to come back later to to get things you couldn't get before Mm -hmm. but i don't know it just uh you know there were multiple multiple times where i was where it was like can i beat this 
And then I look it up and like, oh no, I have to get the freaking fire arrows. But somehow I actually made it the whole game without the fire arrows. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There are and, ice uh, arrows too. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned it, but I, I didn't find them ever. Uh, and then I remember <laughs> I felt really stupid. I know it was my own fault, but I didn't like it anyway. Was that you get the golden gauntlets from a chest in um, Ganondorf's Tower. Yeah, in the freaking final dungeon. And the final yeah. dungeon, by the way, is my favorite one, too. So, like, good job on making the final dungeon and the final boss the best dungeon and the best boss. That's Agreed. G- great, right? Um, you know, it wasn't as complicated as all the other ones. It was just one big room with a bunch of other doors, but every door uh, just led to a dead end with a switch you had to hit, and you quickly could realize that. So it worked out. It, it was pretty easy to make sense of it all really quickly. Yeah. Unlike the freaking water and fire temples, where it's like, now where do I go? There's a million places I could go. I like the fire temple for some reason. I don't know. Thinking on it now, I'm not sure why I dig. It's not. I think it's because uh, they 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 didn't really lead you on to to. I know they did a lot of really impressive stuff, like making you drop that gigantic block all the way down to the bottom. Yeah, and the boss fight there was really fun. I remember having a lot of fun with that boss fight, with the Mm Volvedia boss fight. Uh, The Water Temple, of course, obnoxious because you have to take the boots on and off a thousand times. Oh my god! Yes, I mean, even if that weren't the case, all of the backtracking and like to go back to this room, play this song again. Yeah. over and over and over like you can get yourself like there's a pre- and i looked it up in preparation for this because i thought this happened to me i thought i soft locked myself in that dungeon once because i, I thought so too at first <laughs> yeah because i was like ah, oh, there's a key i know where to get but i can't get to it and there was like some door that was locked i was like i know where i gotta go but there's a key somewhere behind a locked door no matter keys. So I remember I, being in that situation years and years ago. So I looked it up and I was like, is this true? Is this like a thing? And then there's a whole Reddit thread about, no, this is a myth, but there are really <laughs> good reasons why. Right. So we read the same one. Yeah. And they talk about what likely happened is probably true. People save and quit after they fight the, the Dark Link fight. Yeah, um, and they don't notice the freaking tile the, on the floor where you're supposed to right. play the time song. So that may have been what happened to me, or I may have just not been thinking hard enough about a certain backtrack to a certain room or something somewhere. But it is not possible. Like They, they didn't do that bad a job <laughs> the, of designing I, I, that temple. I saw a video uh, recently, maybe it was Game Maker's Toolkit, uh, and they talked about how when they made freaking Ocarina of Time, they hired a guy. I already forgot what the name of the thing he makes, but they hired a guy who makes these box puzzles. And uh, okay. like, I don't know how to... Exp- I already forgot what the name of the kind of puzzle a box puzzle is, but it's like this thing with a bunch of moving parts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the whole idea is that uh, Link is inside one of these gigantic box puzzles, and every time you move a piece, somewhere else in the dungeon has been affected by it. You know, you've gained access to it or whatever. Uh-huh. And when I when I when I watched that video, I was really impressed that they hired this toy maker dude huh. to help design these dungeons. And I I yeah. I was impressed that you know this is that they made these huge interconnecting, complicated things. Uh, and I respect that, but like 
it drove me crazy when I freaking read <laughs> that uh, most player, like most players, when they get stuck in the water temple, it's because they didn't notice that when uh, the first time you raise the water inside of that inside of that center pillar, that when that go down, when that freaking yeah, when that freaking block floats up, there was a path underneath that block that you had to go to. Right. Damn it! And I went back there. I found the key I needed. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one to miss. Uh, yeah, even it's strange because even with a guide, it's a little awkward because it's hard to describe in text like where to go. You can get turned around a little bit too easily. Every hallway yeah. looks the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and one other thing: Did you notice in the uh, forest temple that that center elevator is sort of a callback to Zelda too? <laughs> Oh, I didn't think it was. It's but a little I, bit, yeah. I think there uh, it's another deliberate nod. There's a couple of them in this game that are direct callbacks to uh, to Zelda 2 because I guess they saw this as much of a transformation and like a experimentation with the formula as Zelda 2 was. That's a theory. Uh, I, I don't know if that's actually what that was about, but to me when that I was in- does. When I was in that forest temple, man, you know, there's some parts where you like circle around up to some like outside ledges yeah. of the temple, and I was getting, I was getting hardcore eco, freaking. Oh yeah, vibes. there is a little like, eco vibes going on in there, huh? Yeah, I feel like I'm in that castle in eco doing this. I really liked it. True, and the um, music there is a little eco-ish. I suppose so. That was the one song that actively stood out to me as one I didn't like. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's kind of annoying. (laughs) But it feels like it would fit in Eco for some reason. Yeah. Uh, All right. So anyway, Uh, what I was getting with with all these puzzles, though, is that uh, they are really impressive. And overall, I think they mostly work. (laughs) You know, I mean, I can't. I could let my uh, gamer pride get in the way and say that I <laughs> freaking hate the water temple, but actually, now that it's all over, <laughs> that's actually really impressively made. And overall, I like it. Besides the whole repeti- backtracking and repetition of taking off the boots and all the that. Boots. Um, yeah, and all of the all of the temples and how complex they are, really cool. I just wish they could uh, they could have found a way to make it so that you can't access all these areas before you have the tool you need to do it uh because it happened um over and over again i'm sorry i kept thinking to myself over and over again you know alundra doesn't do this alundra doesn't do this either (laughs) every every time because alundra the whole point of it is it's supposed to be really freaking hard zelda and in the end i kind of feel like the puzzles in alundra are only about as hard as this game's puzzles (laughs) <laughs> because of just how huge and uh, uh, huge and complex all of these dungeon layouts are, mm. so uh, you know that's the thing that that's a really interesting comparison to make with Alundra is that it has some pretty big dungeons too, but they really really lead you through them. It's more like I guess I could say it's more like Wind Waker, where it's less open and it's more like okay, I've gone here and here, only place to go is here, and you go in there and you solve the puzzle, and it. You know, you usually hit the dead ends fairly quickly. There are only some dungeons that have uh, multiple looping paths. Mm-hmm. For the most part, Alundra is a very linear affair, and but you're you're just trapped in these rooms trying to figure out how to get to the next one. But you don't ever have the feeling that like 
you're missing an item because you can usually see the whole room in one or two screens. And yeah, that that was the, the main difference between me enjoying Alundra puzzles and me enjoying trying to enjoy these Zelda puzzles was hmm. that freaking anxiety. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's once again, that's one of those things that I have no perspective on anymore is what is it like to not know the layout of these temples and these dungeons that I know like the back of my damn hand. Yeah, and, you know, these puzzles <laughs> are no they're not puzzles, they're just like tasks. Like, oh go here, do this. I'm not even thinking about it. It's funny, I played through this game I don't even know how many times, at least partially to completion a few times as well, but certainly I've started it a bunch. Um, so it's it's really it's interesting to see how um, how much of this game is actually kind of hard, and I it did not strike me at all how little hand holding it does, because like you were saying, it's kind of uh, you know ragged on for holding your hand too much with Navi bugging you, telling you what to do. But in truth, that's not quite what happens. Yeah, not really. She just tells you the stuff you don't need to know, but all the stuff you do kind of wish you had hints for, it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta know where to... I mean, she does suggest where to go, but um, you gotta know what to do when you get there. You gotta figure out... And all the optional stuff is totally off the table. She's not gonna tell you where to put a bomb to get into a secret garage, and she's not gonna yeah. tell you how to get extra heart pieces or anything like that um so that's she doesn't still... tell you she doesn't tell you you don't need to be here in gerudo valley yet like I, that's what i wanted her to say mm. you, i i've seriously went to gerudo valley like five times before it was time to go there thinking now do i go to gerudo valley like, <laughs> now can i go there i got the hook shot can i go there now but like, she didn't suggest places to go like hey the we, we should just go to the forest yet like she doesn't say stuff like that to you eventually she would right right uh, i think that's their way of saying of temple, where go it is right but once you get out of the temple she doesn't immediately say oh no, no, no. okay now let's do this so right. i'm standing right. around like yeah now where do i gotta go <laughs> good point okay i'll go see if i could go into gerudo valley or lake hylia nope can't go into any of those and then while i'm doing that she'd be like hey you're supposed to go to Death Mountain. Oh, thanks for telling yeah. me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. It's just, it, the problem, see, the problem with Navi is she doesn't talk to you enough. <laughs> that's it. She needed to talk more. <laughs> she got to talk more. Come on. Make her a whole character. Oops, that's what they did in Skyward Sword. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that is literally what they did. Um... All right, let's see here. I think I touched on everything on my list, and I think there may have been one other thing that I was going to bring up at the end, but I think we did end up circling back around to it with that last bit. Um, we've gone on a million tangents we've already. We've <laughs> gone on a million tangents, and we did have gone on almost a million hours, so I do think we yeah. should... Wrap it up here. Um, would you recommend this game for someone who hasn't played it for the first time today as a general recommendation? Um, I would if they already like video Z games. Sure. 
and they kind of, they kind of gotta like have to like puzzles as well. I would say. Yeah, I guess if uh, they're if they're planning to go into it fully blind, which I guess most people do these days. Most people don't assume not to use a guide. Like most games don't hold they hold your hand enough where it's the expectation yeah. now where a guide is like, well, if you want to go nuts about it and get everything, but you might need a I guide mean, just to beat this game. <laughs> right. I mean I was stuck forever trying to figure out that you need to play Zelda's lullaby yeah. outside of that Goron dude's room. Right. Like I it took me I never figured it out on my own. Mm. So I looked at a guide for that part. There were like four or five different parts where I just like, now what do I do? And I looked it up twice. We're in the water temple, I believe. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. Uh, but so I've come to not want to play the game ever again, but overall, I think the game is a good game. Uh, a very good game. Thanks to, you know, just the basic systems, you know, basically work, you know, uh, sure. the gameplay, I mean, the gameplay design, you know, of overcoming the combat challenges and overcoming the complicated dungeons that works just in general, right? So it just matters. It, it just depends on how much can you withstand all the little all the little problems regarding like the lock-on system, for example. That's mm -hmm. basically my main problem is just the camera and the lock-on drive me insane over and over again uh, so that now I don't feel like I want to go back and get everything in the game. But for a first-time player, oh, man. Don't you want to see like Zelda Link's most dramatic adventure? Like I heard that the marketing for this game was that it's like Zelda the movie, and I kind of feel like they delivered on that. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I I'm now very curious to see how when your eventual playthrough of Majora's Mask will go. <laughs> mm. Because I feel like certain dials on the the, the the meter, so to speak, are cranked way up in certain regards and way down in others. Oh, and <laughs> I wonder. They focus in, they focus way in on certain aspects of Ocarina of Time to the uh, For ignorance it, of uh, some other things in Majora's Mask. So whenever we end up rolling around to that episode, it'll be interesting to sort of reflect on how this oh, yeah. one went. And I'm dying to, to find out what you're going to think of Alundra. When I you know. I gotta, we have a different game planned, uh, which I guess we should start getting to by way of wrapping things up here. So mm. let's start first by talking about what the next game planned is. It's uh, a game that you played yep. uh, that I have not and is a little increasingly surprising. Uh, I did actually attempt it once and then didn't get very far i'm talking half an hour max okay. um and this game would be xeno gears oh yeah playstation one <clears throat> um that was the first game for me that was the first game that i went out to my that i said to myself this is my favorite game. That was the first uh, one to get the honor. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, I know it is tangentially related to the Xeno Saga series, which we have both played and know a lot about. <laughs> yep. Check the channel emblem, uh, avatar, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, the other Xeno games in general, they're all loosely connected, but that's about as much as I know. I know there are mechs. I know... Uh, the main character's named Jin. Um, no, no, no. In uh, Xenosaga, you have a character named Jin, and 
But that, in Zuno Gears, what's that guy's name? His name is Satan. Satan. Okay, don't forget. It. I thought for some reason it was Jin. Uh, I know there's a Jin in Zuno Saga. But, yeah, it's uh, that guy. It's him. It's him. It is him. Like, it is it's him. Basically, it's the him. same character design and everything. You'll be blown. Your mind will be blown, dude. I'm prepared to be blown. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you're prepared to be blown. I'm assuming the position. <laughs> Um, to be blown. <laughs> I'm assuming the to be blown position. Uh, so that that is the game that I will be playing through. Look forward to that. We will be doing the same episode, but the shoe will be on the other foot, and Zoltan will be conducting the whole shebang. Uh, oh, yeah. But we do have one other piece of news here, actually. Uh, Zoltan, if you would like to do the honors. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got... Um, I think I got it. This podcast should now be officially on Spotify, or at least just the vi- the very first episode of it mm-hmm. uh, should be on Spotify now. I uh, and uh, I believe it will be coming. I believe it will be coming to Google Play Store and uh, what's the other one? Apple Store mm-hmm. as well uh, later. The so, Google but- Podcast app. It should show up there right now. It's on Spotify. The 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 profile is there and we have like you were saying episode one if you type turn-based memories into spotify you'll find it um and then eventually we'll let you know uh it should show up on uh, the google podcast app which is what i use and uh it should show up on the apple store uh apple podcasts uh presumably once you just type in turn-based memories yeah hopefully that'll happen soon yeah uh, so, yeah, working on that. Uh, I'll get them all up once I know that this first episode works on everything. Right. Then I'll go ahead and upload all the other ones, including this one. Yeah, so now if you are just in it for the audio, which, understandable, I mean, it's primarily an audio presentation. Um, yeah, I'll put up some footage for this episode, don't worry. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, normally we don't usually have, like, a, either, you put, like, what, generally, like, a static image or... A, still, a static image, yeah. Still image. I... We've done some, we borrowed some gameplay from other people as well in the past, or trailer footage. But, yeah, we recognize this is generally a audio show. So, and we had requests in the comments, like, hey, you guys are going to just throw this up on a podcast? Um... And so we know some people would like to do that. So if you would like to just have this on your phone as a podcast, I totally agree. That would be great. Uh, go ahead and do that. And uh, we'll let you know when it's on more than just Spotify. But if you have Spotify, <laughs> if you want to listen to our first episode, you could do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that will finally do it. Thank you so much, Zoltan. Thank you, man. It was fun. All right. And everyone out there, have a nice day subscribing and commenting on our channel. And have a good night. Good night.